Hey guys, brand new podcast, and I'm skinny as fuck. Isn't that right, Leanne? So skinny. No, Leanne can't say that because she's held to her word. Leanne is a person of her word. If I Leanne am a says of my something, word. it is true. Leanne, do I look better though? So much better. Really healthy. And you haven't even seen me naked recently. I have. When? Just the other day, we were here by ourselves the whole day. Oh, that's Remember right. the swimming pool? Come on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm getting ready for the Body Shots World Tour. It starts up next week in San Francisco on the 12th, then down to Los Angeles, San Diego at the Kaboo Festival, then Phoenix at the Celebrity Center. There are still tickets available for Phoenix, and, <laughs> and I think the second show in Los Angeles um, there may be, I don't, I'm sure you can find some I, in San Francisco. I think the second show, but not, not many second show. No, I know. So guys, grab your tickets. I go on the road for the entire month, the rest of the month of September, the entire month of October and the entire month of November. I'm getting ready for my special that I'm shooting November 23rd in Cleveland. Um, I can't wait. I'm super excited. These are cities I did not hit in the beginning of la of the beginning of the year. And, uh, it's an all new hour and I think you're gonna love it. I'm really excited getting on the bus. Changing my lifestyle. Sober curious. Sober curious. I sober like curious. That. I'm I sober like curious. You know what sober curious is? It's curious. a guy who just goes like, I wonder if I'd go to sleep tonight without drinking. I wonder I if I could make a new friend without booze. I wonder if, if I'm in a steam room and someone's not drinking. What's what? that guy up to? Who drinks in a steam room? No, it's it's bi curious, is what it's a it's a ripoff oh. of the bi curious. Oh, you knew that, right, Halston? Yeah, no, bi-curious is just, like, just, I'm straight, but maybe I want to blow a dude every now and why then. Why even bring that into the mix of this joke? Why? Because I like it. Okay. Um, We're loaded up on podcasts. Uh, we have done a ton of podcasts this month, so that, <coughs> so that when I'm out on tour, we don't have to worry about it, but we will be putting out podcasts all throughout the month. We will be taping podcasts as well. And this is a fantastic podcast. My friend, Whitney Cummings. Whitney is someone I defended online and posted a picture of my testicle, which in effect kind of me too'd myself saying, hey, Whitney, here's a picture of my balls and I CC'd the world. But luckily, Whitney then uh, forwarded it. Had I texted my balls already at this point? I had not? Oh, tweeted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tweeted my balls. Tweeted, tweeted, not texted. Um, but it, it worked out really good and it was very positive. And there was a little uh, snafu within it, which is very funny. And it was using the hat. You'll hear about it on the podcast. Whitney's got a new special account on Netflix right now called Can I Touch It? She has a sex doll. We talk about that. First of all, <coughs> I'd like to thank my sponsors for today's episode. Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is one of my favorite uh, sponsors we have because they've been, I think, the longest sponsor we've had, correct? Probably, but yeah. I absolutely love Blue Apron. <laughs> they've changed the way our family shares dinner uh they are the number one food delivery service in the country they send farm fresh ingredients to your door with a chef's curated recipe and you can make them at home it's not just dinner dinners you're making you're making memories they have three flexible plans the two-person plan the four family plan the four-person family plan and the ww freestyle plan you can choose from any of these and get perfectly portioned ingredients delivered right to your door um, it's made cooking fun. I know I'm not shitting on my wife at all, but Leanne is more of a baker. I'm an excellent baker. I'm an okay cook. But okay. Lou Apron has kind of let her explore her inner chef, if I'm not mistaken. And cooking's no longer a burden. In fact, I would off, I would venture to say, Leanne, cooking's fun for you. Yeah, it is. With Blue Apron, it's fun. I don't have to plan anything. I don't have to measure anything. I just chop it up. Prep it and cook it, and they, that's I like. They literally make cooking at home a sustainable part 
of her weekly routine and mine. I've been here all week. We've been having blue aprons. We had one with Halston the other night. <coughs> we had enough ingredients for five. The girls sat down and we did our favorite part of the day. What's your favorite part of the day, Georgia? Oh, why, thanks for asking. Um, I absolutely love Blue Apron. And to start making delicious, bragworthy meals at home without hassle, try Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash birdcast. That's blueapron.com slash birdcast. $60 off is great. Did I say that? Yeah. Check out this week. Get $60 off. I just blew past that. Check out this week's menu, which includes meatball, Calabaranian tomato what? sauce. That looks really fucking good. Thai, ooh, Thai-style Thai glazed tilapia. Ooh. Fuck yes. S orange sweet chili chicken, pork, vegetable lo mein, Sicilian, oh my God. Really? Listen to this one. Sicilian cauliflower stromboli. Nice. Look at it. Sicilian cauliflower nice. stromboli. Nice. I can't wait. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash birdcast. That's blueapron.com slash birdcast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. This podcast is also brought to you by Cushy CBD. If you aren't familiar with CBD, let me tell you what you need to know. CBD relieves pain, reduces blood sugar levels, reduces inflammation, all as a natural alternative to opioids or muscle relaxants. CBD vapes can help smokers get off nicotine. And I'm telling you right now, these are my cushy selling points. They've extensively lab tested their CBD oil to make sure there's no pesticides, microbial impurities, solvents, or heavy metals. They're all natural, organic, and kosher. You got that, Ari Shafir. And kosher. Zero filler. They are award-winning CBD from High Times, Cannabis Cups, Best CBD, WeedCon 2018, and number one ranked edible in MedMen. They are LA-based and give back to their community through Cushy Care. Lots of work with LA's Wildfire Waste Station, tree replanting, and food bank. Go to CushyCBD.com right now to get your 20% off by putting in the coupon code BERTCBD. That's CushyCBD.com and use the code BERTCBD for 20% off. CushyCBD.com and use the code BERTCBD. For 20% off. Leanne, you use CBDs. Totally. Helps to go to sleep. Nice. Nice. And um, it helps for inflammation. And, for, and, and it helps uh, non-smokers for to say non-smokers. You can't, you got to, oh. that press proven, right? Totally. Take CBD. If you're non-smoker, you probably won't start smoking. There we go. Just throwing in some new, uh, new facts about CBDs. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, CBDs. If you are skinny, you will probably stay skinny. CBDs. Uh, will not help with weight loss, but try it. You might like it. A CBDs. My wife's texting and not paying attention. I'm listening to you say CBD over and over again. CBD, CBD. Thank you, Cushy CBD. I love the name Cushy. What a great fucking name. I know, right? If I had an overweight daughter, I'd want to call her Cushy. Shut up. Cushy, Cushy Kreischer. Cushy Kreischer. Cushy Kreischer. Cushy Kreischer. Oh, fuck yeah. Yo, Cushy. Oh, my God. That um, would be kind of mean, though, don't you think? No. Yeah. We named one Georgia. That's not mean. Oh, it is when you think about it. I love that name. 
Georgia May Kreischer. Today's podcast is fantastic. Unlike my wife's podcast, Wife of the Party, which is mediocre at, at best. <laughs> you are full of shit. My podcast is awesome. My wife's podcast is awesome. Check it out. Wife of the Party. <laughs> She's at wifeotp.com. You can find her on YouTube. I love her with all my heart. Oh, Are you ready for me to go on the road? Yes. Fuck yes, right? Yes, I love you, but this is the most time we've spent together since Georgia was born. By months. This is a long time. It's been a and, long time. And I think all in all, we've done great. We've done great. We've done really great. Very few bumps in the road. I haven't asked for sex that much. Not as much as I expected, which yeah. is cool. And you I've know, been working out like crazy. You have. I hadn't drank. No. I mean, I drank like probably seven times. You, what do you mean, in the past two weeks? No, the past fucking Seven month. times. I don't know about that. But um, yeah, it's been pretty smooth sailing. But I do, you know, your schedule takes over my schedule. So a lot of times uh, my stuff gets pushed either to like late at night or early in the morning before you get up. And then when you're here, I have to, I mean, I help in your business. I work for you. So I have to work. Um, and then I also want to spend time with you when you're here. So I feel like I'm really behind on the stuff that I so do when you're out of town. You're ready for me to stop and go on the road. I'm ready. I'm, not, I'm actually, if you could stay here and I could get my stuff done, that would be fine. But it doesn't seem to function like that. So um, I wonder if people, I wonder if you sound attractive to people. People that have never seen you, know. they're like, she sounds cute. Or I wonder if you sound like kind of nasally and annoying. I don't have nasally. <laughs> She gets compliments on her voice? Oh, yeah. I Are do. you serious? I have a bunch of people who said I should start doing voiceovers. I don't know. For what? I could listen. You talk all day. I get a lot of that, too. Uh, um, To listen to more of that beautiful voice, check out wifeoftheparty.com. Nobody Wife really says much about my laugh, though. I think my laugh's pretty obnoxious, but <laughs> whatever. It's always been that way. <laughs> I can't help it. Um, Today's podcast is absolutely awesome. I think... Whitney might be one of your favorite. I love Whitney, and I people. don't really know her that well. But um, you connect with her pretty quickly. But I do. Every, yeah, time. every time. Her and Nikki Glazer, you really connect I do. with both those ladies. I really and like Pat. Them as a and Miss Pat. Yeah, I love Miss Pat. She's coming on my podcast soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, um, but Whitney is a huge animal lover, and Leanne is defined, if by nothing, by her animals. And I also like that Whitney is um, is very strong. As a person, she seems to know her mind. And I like people that know their mind, you know? I like having one of the joys of this podcast. I don't know if I talk about it on this podcast. I talk about it on the one with Nikki Glazer. One of the things I love the best is bringing strong women to this house and letting my daughters see them, meet them, and interact with them. You mean other than your wife? Other than, obviously, other than my wife. You're <laughs> one of the strongest fucking women I know. Whitney <laughs> says on the podcast, she could never marry a person like me. I think she says it on the podcast, but I know she said it to you. Because of how messy I keep things and the way I behave. Yes. It takes a lot of um, fortitude. You're a rock. I've said you're a rock. You're a rock. Like a fucking rock. Yeah, I am a rock. And Whitney's a rock too. She's she a is. badass. And I, and she I, is a badass. I absolutely love her. Her special, Can I Touch It, is absolutely hilarious. We talk a little bit about that. We talk about the sex doll she made. I give her the greatest marketing scheme ever created by anyone. If she follows through, ladies and gentlemen... I will be the first one watching it, and I will be the first one retweeting it. Wait for it. It's in the podcast. Um, go to Netflix now and check out her special. Ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast, Whitney Cummings.
So funny because once I get done editing it, I go, God damn it. I wish I had not been angry at Isla when she just shot me with water. Me too. Anytime I force my fiance to film me, I look so, I'm like, no, that's not right. And like, I just look so miserable. I literally was like, I was like, hey guys, I need you to, oh, here's Leanne. Leanne's like, I'm, I'm doing you, you the favor. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's in here. I need a, I need a Leanne. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking everyone need. needs a Leanne. That's what I need. Is like, yeah, you really do. You really do. Leanne, has, I will tell you this behind her back, but she's got a secret crush on you. Like, she just thinks you're fucking phenomenal. She really does. Like, there's very few people that she genuinely, like, when I, well, like, you text me the other day and you go, oh my God, that is me in bed. Same person. Yeah. I told Leanne, and then she gets excited. Or no, actually, we're not similar because I would have divorced you a long time ago. <laughs> because of that side. I would have cheated, cheated on me <laughs> so long ago. Um, I, I'm fucking so frustrating. No, I think I, 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 you'd be able to cheat on me. I wouldn't care. I just, the, it's the, it's the, the nightstand yard sale oh. that you've got going. I just, I live in, I enjoy chaos a tad bit. Someone yeah. was, someone was explaining, maybe it was it stand up or art. Art is chaos organized. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, cause I'm, I'm obsessed with art right now of like, of like, what is the purpose? Yeah. And like a higher meaning. Like, what is the purpose of what we do? Yeah. Um, fantastic special, by the way. Thank you. Gosh. Fantastic special. Thank you. If you guys haven't yet, go stream it on Netflix. It really is fantastic. I mean, you saw me working on it. I just, a little bit. but you saw it in its... But I saw you at Sycamore Tavern. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and it, that was, I think, very early in it. But uh, it was really great. The, Thank the, you. It, and this is why I say, what is art? Because you talked about the Me Too, but you didn't sound pre you didn't sound preachy oh, or you. or or angry or you allowed people to come together about a subject you joke about the dog had me laugh out loud because i literally <gasps> because i got an early cut from bertolina oh shit i got an early cut i've watched i watched it way before it came out oh that and then i watched it the day it came out also Thank um you. but uh it was great because what I think everyone's kind of bit their tongue about on this Me Too is a lot of the conversations that, especially that men and women are having that are in a relationship where the guy does feel safe yeah. and can go, hey, just out of curiosity, like with the whole Louis thing. Yeah. Or like, and, you, and you watch people like Sarah and, and Janine get lambasted yep. when they support Louis and someone has been their friends. And I even had a podcast where with a guy and we talk, we were talking positive about Louis. Yeah. And, and, and the guy was felt uncomfortable about it at the end. He was like, can you take that out? I did a podcast where yeah. one guy talked negative about Louie and he didn't want it aired. And it was like, it just, it, we're in such a time where. Yeah. Peak fear. I, for me, it was like, and, and that's the biggest compliment you can give me. And I was actually going to ask you how you felt about it because my biggest goal was to make it fair. Cause I felt like as someone who's made a lot of money off of saying like, men cheat like which yeah. i don't believe that making generalizations which no generalization is true right that was just my experience when i was 25 and first started doing stand-up but it was just like I, it felt like men versus women and it was like th this is crazy yeah. this is because i'm looking at a lot of women that i think are assholes and that are taking advantage of this or are you know um trying to capitalize on this or who are liars or you know i was just sort of like why is asia argentiento i don't even know her name why is she the spokesperson for this i don't know this person i i don't 
get a, I, this feels fishy to me. <laughs> like, yeah. and, um, you know, sure enough. So I just, I felt very uncomfortable that I felt like the p- person that had the microphone was nuts. And, um, I, and I felt like I couldn't say anything. I felt silenced by the people who were talking about women being silenced. <laughs> like I felt yeah. very like bullied into like, you're not allowed to criticize anyone. You're not allowed to challenge anyone. Like we all have to just get in line and follow the people with the biggest microphone, even though we have not at all checked their credentials or character or like, you know, um, the sort of, um, character profile. Uh, so I, and, and then I felt this like pressure to come forward about incidents that happened to me. And I was like, no, I don't, they happened to me and I, I've already dealt with, like, I don't want to, the first thing to come up when I get Googled is to be my story about some pervy director. Like I just, like a couple of these people are still alive and they're dangerous. And like, why would I, you know, and then I felt this pressure to like tweet about my trauma (laughs) from the very people that are like, you shouldn't have to experience trauma. I'm like, well, why are you making me tweet about it? So I just felt um, that pressure. And I just, yeah. And I, and I went around the country, like you and I, like, I love hanging out with you because you tore the way for real. And, and, I was going outside of New York and L.A. And when I would talk about this stuff, I remember going on stage in Houston, which always has the fucking most fun crowds anyway. But I was talking about, you know, getting my ass grabbed at work or something and trying to, like, figure out a joke around that. And I was like, this guy grabbed my ass. And this woman yelled out, take the compliment and move on. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just so like, oh, like we're in such a myopic echo chamber in Hollywood where we're only hearing one point of view from a bunch of rich people And this is not at all representative of everyone's. And I wanted to make sure that it didn't feel like that. It was really crazy. Um, I have so many views on that. Like, I I remember having conversations with Leanne where I would say, so wait, like, you know, I just, I just found out and this is going to sound, I can, I'm okay outing myself with my wife. (laughs) She says she doesn't like when I just come up behind her and just grab her boobs. And I was like, why not? I'm laughing. She's like, I'm just, it feels very like, like you can't just, come up and be like but you're my wife and she's like yeah but that doesn't just you can't just come up and just grab me in the crotch and i yeah. was like but i like it when you do it to me she goes, yeah but that doesn't mean i like it right. so the, the day i went up behind her and i put my hands around her stomach and i said okay should we know that i'm not grabbing your boobs she was like that is very she like you could see her body relax and i went oh but then my next thought is so when am i allowed to grab your like how long yeah. do i have to hold this hold till i can move north till i can move north that is so wild. Yeah, she's... How long have you been married? Like tw- eight? 15 years, wow. 16 years. Wow. Yeah. But it, it's... It was a really refreshing point of view that you had that it wasn't... wasn't finger-wagging. I read this beautiful article about... It's very simple now to go up and say, you know, you you white men need to do better and we, we, wag your finger because it's an applause break. It's... Well, that was my biggest fear. And I love talking to you about shit like this because you get it. Like, I found that when I would say some, there was this clapter thing, this new thing where it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, not, not, it's not comedy. It's not a laugh. It's just like, this. these are the right things that's to say. Your, that's the, we all, and no one wants to, like if someone says, you know, whatever, something bad. Because I was doing a joke about Louis that was kind of like, it was getting a big laugh, but it, then it was getting this like, she said it. And it was like, ugh, I don't want that. Like, I yeah. don't want to be the person with the biggest balls in the room. I want to be the person that's the funniest in the room. And I, I'm the same with that. Like, see, I, I can get it if I say something absolutely outrageously um uh, insensitive. Like if I say, I have a joke, I'll tell you off camera 
<laughs> and that I that I've been using that I like that yeah. I think's good. Mm -hmm. But then the wrong person said they liked it to me. Oh no! And I went, Ugh, I gotta I gotta rethink that yeah, joke. Yep. Because if that, I don't want to appeal to that. I, I, Was I it a comedian? Yeah. Uh huh. And so. <laughs> Yeah, we were like, oh, I like that joke, and it's getting huge, huge, yeah, responses in the middle of the country. Yeah, but I also don't want to be, and that's my like, my cross to bear is, yeah. I can very easily say the dumbest thing in the room, yeah, and people were like, that's what, I, that's what she, what was she wearing? She deserved it, type energy, and you're like, yeah. oh, I don't want that. Oh, I don't want, it. and it's tricky because I think that, you know, we're at points, luckily, awesomely for us that we like have to kind of go you know what just because that joke gets a laugh doesn't mean i should do it yeah and that was a big part of this special is i was getting a lot of laughs on things that were just like oh this is feel cheap or like oh am i just getting this because people think i'm brave like that's what i don't want i don't want people being like, who's brave like that's yeah. not comedy the idea is to involuntarily laugh you know i don't want an applause yeah. break on a premise I want an applause break on a joke. So I, I want the laugh. I want the laughter to come when I say the word. That's right. That, yeah, I was getting applause breaks on premises and setups that I didn't like. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is fucking weird. You know, so that area is like a little bit tricky to talk about. But I found like, you know, when I start like I, I do this bit in the special where I'm sort of critiquing women in this moment. And like, no, it, it was so well because people would clam up. As soon as I would bring it up, like, what if some of these women are taking advantage of this moment? And then when I say, um, does anyone have any friends that think they're feminists, but they're actually just assholes? Women yeah. were like, ah, God, finally, you know, it's just like yeah. I kind of just like tapped into this moment where everyone was so scared to criticize a woman per your point earlier that I was like, I have to figure out the perfect way to do this. That's not clapped her, but that is funny. So I, there was like a lot of iterations of that joke. You've, you've dodged You've dodged. Ooh, this is a fucking sketchy. You've dodged <laughs> all the pitfalls that pitfalls that make me frustrated with comedians, especially female comedians, in this time where it's. Sometimes I feel like celebrities will tweet virtue signaling tweets simply because they're looking for likes. Likes. Oh yeah. And and you've dodged that entirely you've ne i've never seen you do that in on on, on social anything. media i've never seen you like go out and go like i'm, I'm trying to definitely dodge people's names right now <laughs> i can see i can like, see i'm like i'm because a turning. few choice words and then everyone goes oh i know, I know exactly what I you're know, talking about oh, no i know i know i've but made... like everything's so i i, I follow up these comment these people who sometimes they tweet yeah. things and you're like Sometimes I'll sometimes I'll feel antsy that I don't have anything creative to make yeah. and to post. And yeah. Oh, the the sort of rat race for content and yeah. this compare and despair of like when you see everybody posting because a celebrity died and you're like I got a poster about this. You, you know, got lit up for that. You uh the when the when the Mon Notre Dame thing happened, right? I was I, I don't even give a shit about Notre Dame. I don't care about that building. I feel like there's bigger, more important things uh, that are being damaged every day. But when the fucking Notre Dame thing happened, was that your feed, too? Or do I just follow assholes? Every oh, person's was, photo was them in France like 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I studied art just outside Notre Dame. I almost <laughs> decided to become an artist. I chose not. I'm happily married with three kids. Bitch. It breaks my heart <laughs> to sit with these children 
who had I made a different decision in my life, I would be the what, what the what? fuck? What do you, no, no. The, my favorite was like, uh, if one of you actually waited in line to go inside, I'll pay you a hundred. I want to see. There were no photos inside no. Notre Dame. It was only people outside being like, "We're here. We got our photo gone." You didn't even fucking go inside. I have a Dude nude. Uh, that that there's a rolled up uh, uh, cylinder over there. I have a nude photo that was drawn by an artist of me standing in front of Notre Dame. <laughs> I didn't. Did, I was like, well, I'm not going to post. Well, that. that actually would have been very refreshing. Uh, yeah, maybe I should have. See, that's that's we'll just post that. Any, but immediately, that's I'm, evergreen. I'm, I I don't tweet at all as much as I used to. Yeah. Because I just noticed that, like, dude, that even the other day when I tweeted my testicles, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I did that it, so and nice. the second I did it, I went. Did I just send a picture <laughs> of my testicles to Whitney to, to <laughs> everyone? To everyone? To seeing everyone Did not I just make see everyone like, yo, Whitney, here are my balls. Because I know that's illegal. <laughs> that was the coolest shit ever. And you started, that shit started trending. Uh, uh, if you guys didn't see it, Bert sent me uh tweet. Well, tell, start it over from okay. the beginning. Because, the, I, and I have to say, you've been a number of conversations in our house. Not none more important than the term blackmailing. Yeah, because my girls were like, "Wait," because my ball, my daughter saw my balls. <laughs> Which might no, but my favorite part about this is, you know, I'm really into animal like rescue shit. Yeah. So a bunch of people uh, text me being like, "I thought that was a baby elephant." <laughs> I was like, "No, that's my friend's balls." So many, but I had to explain to them my daughters what had happened to you and why I tweeted my balls. <laughs> Still didn't make sense. <laughs> totally. I'm, will you please record these fucking conversations? Oh, God. And they were like, huh? So start at the beginning. So ridiculous. I mean, I was... Look, weed is legal in California, which means every now and then I'll do a random live from my bathtub or like an Instagram story from the bathtub yeah. or, you know, whatever. So a couple, like in like April, I was like doing some Instagram story in the bathtub and I posted it and then a bunch of people were like, your nipple showing, your nipple showing, right? And so it was just like a little tiny bit of nipple, deleted it, done, dumbass, don't smoke weed and do stories. Cut to like a month ago and I don't know if it's because my special was coming out. Like there's always like people saying like, we have your cloud, we have these pictures. There's always people kind of trying to extort yeah. you. But out of like, nowhere in a week like four different people were like 20 grand or we're gonna post this photo someone had taken like a screen grab of me in the bathtub with my nipple out right not even a flattering or sexy photo but not bad for christ's sake i mean i looked at it it looks like a home birth it just it just yeah it, it it's was a, nothing it looks it's very, not it's not the perfect shot of a nipple but it's a great down blousing shot of a nipple <laughs> like if you're into down blousing it's a great down blast. I'm holding like a loofah. I look all lazy eyed. If one person jerked off to that, I, 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 am, I am ashamed <laughs> on your behalf. Legion <laughs> of Skanks. I am trending on Pornhub, by the way, which is a big. That's important. It's kind of a big deal. I don't know why you're not making your own Pornhub video right, right now. Oh, that's. Hey, guys, my name is Whitney I'm Cummings. Here. I have a special on Netflix. <laughs> Hold on. My nipple's coming in one minute. Can you upload anything? Can anyone upload to Pornhub? Yeah. What am I doing here? Uh, there's a lot of people up, have uploaded their specials to Pornhub. Shut the fuck up. I've heard of it. Yeah. I have a sex robot in mine. You think that I'd be a shoe in. Uh, you need to have. <laughs> hold on. Does it have a vagina? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you not getting a male porn star for 500 bucks to fuck it? That's such a genius idea. I Why guess. not get Rocco Sofredi's? Be like, I really want Who's you to that? fuck it. Uh, just a guy. Um, Is that the guy with the birthmarks on his dick? Who are Excuse you talking me? about? 
<laughs> I know there's a porn star that has like a like a birthmark on his dick. He's a very big one. He's the one that did um the Lindsay Lohan movie. It's like oh, a oh um I like know who you're talking James half, Dean. Yes, James, yeah, he's got yeah, a yeah. giant um or maybe that's just what you should get. You should definitely because you know. Bella Thorne just directed a porn I for Pornhub. I saw that. I saw you that. You should direct a porn for Pornhub <laughs> with your sex robot and be like, no, I want it. I want people to think it's me. I'm going to do the voiceover. It's going to be ideal, but this is why I got this thing. I, I would definitely, when you've run the course of your robot and you're like, and you're like, I'm going to put her in a closet, direct a porn. So the problem is I've gotten emotionally attached to her. I know it's not healthy. But get a guy you respect that you'd have sex with too. And be like, hey, man, I want to make a... This Bobby is my Lee. thumbprint Should on we get Bobby Lee to do it? <laughs> you know Bobby Lee would do it. I'm 100%. That's why I'm pitching him. Oh, my God. It would have to be like Bobby Lee. Oh, my God. You should do porn auditions with all of us. <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a good idea. And you see your ro your robot naked and then just our <laughs> naked asses. Fuck. Oh, Segura, I'm sure. Oh, Segura. Okay. 100%. Christina needs a day off. <laughs> I have not played out what the fuck I'm going to do with her. Um, I didn't even think she'd be in the special. I thought it like when I went down to like get it made, never in a million years did I think it would be like. Oh, put a pin in this right now. We are definitely talking about this fucking okay. robot. I'm obsessed with the premise. The premise because I got pitched the idea of the robot when you came up with it. Bertolina hit me up and he's like, yo, we're thinking about making a sex robot for Whitney. It's fairly pricey. <laughs> of Whitney, not of, uh, for of, Whitney. Of Whitney, of Whitney. Not for me. It's pretty pricey. And my first question is like, what are we going to do with it when it's done? And he was like, <laughs> huh? I was like, never mind. But no, but I want to go back to the blackmail. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I want to believe... finish the blackmail because it's important. Yeah. And, it, and it's important because it was like three different conversations that I had with my daughters about, about just kind of how women get leveraged in life. And look, I'm sure men get leveraged too in other ways. You know, I know a lot of men that have been taken for a lot of money by women. You know, it's it's yeah. men get it too, just I would imagine in different ways. Um, so this photo's out. And these guys are, you know, the problem is you never know what they actually have, right? So a couple of them were like, well, you know, we've got your whole cloud. So if you just give us 50 grand, we won't we won't release this. And then another guy said he had an offer from a website called The Fappening, which is a site where but i was like i don't even think they pay for those photos and then we're like well do we reach out and see but then if you reach out and ask them then they know you have something so then they'll start let you know so it just becomes this game of chicken where you're paying lawyers you're paying security people and they're trying to figure out where they are because extortion's illegal in 30 states but not 20 states so if they're in those 20 states you know it's, it, how is extortion not illegal? i don't know i think it's a it's illegal in 30 states Correct me if I'm wrong. And then in Ukraine and Russia, they fucking do this all day long and they trade nudes like baseball cards on the dark web. And so if you're dealing with one of those motherfuckers, just call it. Your life's over. So I was just like at the point where I was like, I'm so sick. And I tried to put like put it off while my special was coming out because I was like, oh, God, I just don't want this to be what the special, you know, so I like held it, held it, held it. And then I was like, I'm not giving them any more of that money. I don't, who gives a fuck? I'm a comedian. Like I humiliate myself every day. Why do I even give a shit? And the photo's kind of embarrassing, but like I'd rather have a couple days of embarrassment than- It's not embarrassing. Keeps, it's, you do not know here's my problem. what it's like to be naked and embarrassed. I was going to say, you, you have no capacity for embarrassment. I have a picture of me putting on a bathing suit and the angle at which I'm standing, <laughs> you can only see my dick. That's it. And it's just, and, but like, I'm, I got one leg up and it just is like, it's like a white backdrop behind me and it looks so small. It is so. 
ridiculously. I think if he was having a big dick for some reason. Erect, not soft. Oh yeah, I've, no one's dick is big, soft. Right? Uh, mine's like I'm. <laughs> it's it, it's not representative of who we are. <laughs> like I want to tell him, like man, we've got we've got people coming over. Like you need right. to get ready. Right, right. But may I, I'm, there are so many. I, first of all, there's a lot of pictures of me naked out there. Like, I was going to say, you're, I mean, that's, that's, I think, the best defense is being impossible to humiliate. So I think for me, putting that out, it was just sort of like, okay, motherfuckers that have embarrassing photos of me, now they know that I'm just a waste of time and go. Just put it out and go, that's it. Yeah, that, like, what are you going to do? It's like you just have to take their bargaining chip off the table, yeah. which is kind of what ended up happening. And then, um, and it just, it just got exhausting. I was just like, why am I working so hard to protect this? And honestly, I think it was more because I, think I like my face looked bad in it <laughs> like that was more embarrassing to me I was like my boob I stand by these I paid good money for them that I you had yeah. a boob job yeah for real for real yeah I don't remember you not having boobs um I've not I never like didn't have boobs they were just like different sizes and I got them fixed oh really yeah dude I've seen that so much I would definitely get my boobs fixed if they were different. Why not? Different like it was just. The By the way, of... my boobs are different sizes. I was gonna say, uh, we my boobs talk. are definitely different sizes. I would love to. Should... I've been working on getting that fixed. We can work on a breast reduction, maybe. Oh. Um, no. I would love it if they could take back. Uh, I'm starting to get dad tits. Dad tits are where they fold in the center. Those look like mom tits, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like they've been breastfeeding for a year. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on a strict diet. I haven't drank it. Like, I know. I noticed that. And you've been spinning in the morning. Spinning, doing okay, hot Let spin. me ask you a question. I've always had a question about, doesn't that hurt your balls? No, I'm out of the saddle for the most Oh, because you're up. Yeah, you're not I'm supposed up. to be sitting on it. I rode a bike from uh, Philadelphia to Atlantic City the other day. That's the wild. last two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And you had to be up the whole I time? To, no, I had to sit the whole time. And man, my asshole hurt in such a asshole? prolific way. Wait, where was your, was where like, was the bike seat? Up my, it was it hurt so bad. That's it was like great. I got hemorrhoids from that bike ride. Oh it no, was so painful. But yeah, I'm out of the saddle for the most. Hot spin is awesome. So that's what you're supposed to be out of the saddle. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I even when they, because a lot of them they make you slam down and back up, and, and oh, I always yeah. was like, feels like. Being but assaulted. you posted it, and I saw the post, and it must have been like, an hour old, maybe if that. Yeah. And I was, and I was. So I didn't then, think anyone would give a shit. I was just like, oh, who's gonna give a shit? Well, you did post your boobs, so I think most guys are like, oh, I'm going to take a look at this. It's just so, it's like, to me, it's just, it makes me so mad because there's so many freaking good naked photos of me in my phone yeah. <laughs> that that was the one that comes out makes me so mad. Oh, if my dick gets released, I'm going to definitely post <laughs> all the pictures where I look chubbed up and solid. You just be like, hey, to be clear, this yeah. is what this I'm capable of. This is a good of. day for me. Like, Because yeah, <laughs> it was just like a lot of the leaks of women that had come out were photos that they had taken and sent to their boyfriends. So yeah. they're flattering, it's good lighting. I've seen them all, I think. Yeah, probably. And it was just sort of like the fact that mine had to be this sloppy-ass one where I'm like trying to figure out how to work the camera it just makes me so mad. So I put, I, were you in the room, Halston, when I, yeah. Halston, me, and Leanne are in there. And I and, and I, we we all read it on my computer. We just on a podcast. It was like out of nowhere, like on a Monday. Yeah, right? and then I was like, I got really upset because I was like, that's fucked up. That's fucked up that people would do that. And I just shown a picture of, of my testicle. It, it, I fell on a slide in New Jersey and it exploded. Wait, and I don't understand that. Is that a, is, is that a common thing? Because the, the big thing that I missed in this hole was how balls get swollen from so, slides. So what had happened was, it, first of all, the water was absolutely freezing. That's why my balls are so tight. 
in that. Your balls change sizes in the cold 100%. water? Wow. I thought that was just dicks. I oh, guess they're connected. And dicks and balls. My balls, if I'm cold, my balls will just shrivel up. And they'll just get... They didn't look shriveled up. No, they're, no, they were... I have very long hanging balls. Mm-hmm. And so these... Hey, is sh- that a... Because I... Is that a genetic thing or is that just over time that happens? Are they always I think like a that? little bit of over time, but I've always had low hanging balls. Because I dated a guy whose balls were super tight to his really? body. And it was so they were very like taut. And I was always very confused by that. I've seen porn stars where it looks like they don't even have balls. And you're like, but no, mine are like flappy and slappy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and what I'm so but in into. this water it was so cold, that's why they're very like they're very like almost like you can see the skins all tied yeah. together. And yeah. they're like tied together. But then there's that big lump. That lump is the injury. That was my testicle. It was like red and swollen. Yeah. And so. Was they, were they shaved? We have, I have so many questions. No, they were not shaved. I stopped <laughs> shaving my balls. <laughs> like I, there was a certain point where Leanne just kind of stopped caring. Yeah. And I was like, well, you don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and then, but we, I, we take care of Leanne's area but we like, me yeah, i do it what i oh i have liners i have what i got everything is this known oh i don't know wait uh, yeah. wait uh, what wait you groom i groom leanne yeah <laughs> i'm really good too and i'm where? really good i'm I, everything i know I, I i leave something up top because i'm not a fucking perv i leave a little up top because i'm <laughs> like a, grown a little man. square a little something like a every now and then and maybe strip? a little maybe a, i went through a period where with I was a razor like, no, no, no. This have, is blowing my mind. I have the Mower 2.0, which is by Manscaped. Uh-huh. It is really great because it doesn't nick. It won't grab your skin. But I've been shaving. I shaved before the birth of Georgia. She was like, I can't look like a fucking animal in there. So I was like, <laughs> I trimmed it up. Well, that's because she couldn't reach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, well, that, yeah, but I'd been, I've done it a million times before. And so I trimmed it up so nicely that in the, I didn't even realize what I was doing. Her aunt's in the room. And in the middle, I go, hey, what do you guys think of that haircut? And everyone's like, what? And I go, I did that. I, I trained. It's also I not a haircut. Yeah. And everyone's like, did not need to know that. Like, I did not. Like, all of a sudden, you can see it. Like, wait, were you on a kneeling on a pillow at a bed? By like, the... w- did you put one leg up on a? No, no, no. She lays on the bed. She puts a towel down. And then I get down and on my knees. and I, I need to take a walk in process. I can't. Wait. Do you get waxed? Probably. I lasered God, everything. Everything, freezing, freezing cold. For real? <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes, like little random, like Smithers hair, like yeah. one Smithers will roll. Like a comb over. Yeah, just one George Costanza yeah. moment. But I did the laser like six times or something over a year, so that it's pretty much gone forever. I would laser my balls. It doesn't hurt that much with the new thing. I would content, laser. Get that I would content. laser all. You're welcome. It's not a bad idea. That's a banger. I would laser my ass that's Because here's what I'll say. I think there is this thing, and I'm not a part of this moment, but I'm hearing a lot of like, women have to do all this upkeep. Women have to do all this stuff to look a certain way. Men don't. Pink tax, which is very real and true. But Pink tax. Pink tax is like just that it's in general more expensive to be a woman because tampons are $20. They should not be $20. That's crazy. You know, like the same pair of scissors in the like men's aisle and women's aisle are different prices. Like just shit like that, you know? Yeah, it's so funny. I automatically go to the women's aisle and buy scissors. (laughs) I automatically go, these have got to be nicer. These are better, yeah. Whatever the fuck. But you can find them in the men's aisle for the same, you know. Uh, same pink exact tax. scissor, but it's cheap. I like that pink, pink tech. But it's just in general, like makeup and razors and antiperspirant and douche and summer's eve and just all the extra shit we yeah. have to buy. I feel like it would be very helpful for that narrative to watch you 
laser your balls. I'd laser my balls. You're like, I, no women don't, aren't the only ones that have it hard. Hi, Halston, are you trying to distract us? What is this? What's happening? Is this a dysfunction? Um, Just turn it off. But I would like to see that. I would, get, I would love to get my balls lasered. I don't like ball hair. It looks like Captain Caveman. I um, Joey Diaz's balls are very, probably lower than yours. Have you guys had a Oh, yeah. His balls are definitely lower yeah. than mine. <laughs> I would like yeah. to see. Ari's them. balls are much really? lower. Ari's lower than huge, Joey's? Ari's got huge balls. Ari's got a huge dick. I'm sure you know that. I didn't know that. Everyone's seen Ari's dick. Where? Uh, he takes it out nonstop. Really? Oh, that's a very smart thing to do these days in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Ari is like, like recently? defiantly... Waiting for a Me Too moment. Like, just like, what? You can't take your dick out on stage? I've never heard this. He came, he came out on it's one not, of my shows. That's the perfect time to do it because it's the most original thing you can do right now. He came out on stage naked to bring me out on stage. Oh, my God. Walked out so naked. Fun. And someone said to me at the end of the show, hey, just so you know, like, we know, we know you're all friends, but we're not fans of everyone's. And I was like, what? What's and they're like, we're just fans of yours. We're not fans of Ari's. So like that sense of humor, we don't like. And I was like, okay. And then her husband, you could tell, was definitely a fan of all of us. Definitely and he, and he was like, he was like, I mean, it was funny seeing his dick, but I can understand <laughs> someone's point of view of not knowing they were going to see it. By the way, it was at 10 in the morning. I was doing a call and sick to work show. They were like, I can understand someone's point of view of not being ready to see a dick at 10 in the morning. I understand <laughs> that. And I was like, yeah, I guess I can understand that. But yeah, Ari's, Ari's got a big Be ready dick, so you don't have to get ready. I I mean I've never seen his dick Ari has he told you the story of when he hid my backpack in the cup so Ari and I now are like he's the best and I'm seriously considering doing a month without a phone hiking trip now because of him (laughs) sweet but there was a hiccup in before this no there was well this is when I first started comedy okay there is there is stories (laughs) I've heard women tell stories about showing up at the store and it being brutal like just the guys being torturous i mean i feel like the guys were brutal to other guys too that's, they were brutal to everyone across that's the board. why i'm not i don't think it was specifically because i was a girl i think it's just because i was a young comic starting out yeah i mean I, this, yeah yeah you know what i mean so i'm not like i'm not the be, being a woman is hard of course but being a comic is hard yeah. regardless of your gender you know like everyone yeah. gets terrorized i mean they used to just like haze me you know like when i would be like doing the open mics or when i first started getting spots like at midnight like before don barris and brody and stuff um, they would come out and they would just be like, there'd be like four people in the audience. I'm already eating shit. I'm already bombing on Tuesday. And they'd be like, uh, hey, there's um, a red car blocking in a Civic. Is that your car, Whitney? Like while I'm on stage performing, I'd be like, no, everyone knows I walked to the, like, that's not my car. Like just heckling yeah. me, just always disrupting. But I, I don't know. Maybe this is too like third step program shit, but it's like made me a stronger comic. I sat with a woman, uh, Kimmy Warner, who's like the number one, spearfisher person in the world oh cool and she said when i competed i didn't even realize she's like when i won the world championships in spearfishing it was it was men and women competed alongside each other now they have a women's thing and she was like no women can compete with men and then, and then her sister was like yeah but they can also have a women's you know like why yeah. not if you're inspiring women to do it let them compete with themselves you know but it's interesting the way that some women just go well i don't want to 
No, I'm, I, I see myself as one thing. If they're yeah. getting hazed, I'm getting hazed also. I don't want to be that treated That means I'm different. being treated equally. Yeah. If yeah. the men are being mistreated, just mistreat me also so that I don't feel <laughs> men like... Men are definitely being mistreated in stand-up. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it's just like, if you weren't mistreating me, I wouldn't be, be being treated equally. I Like, don't walk on eggshells around me. That's yeah. insulting, you know? So I always feel like it made me a stronger comic, even though at the time it was, like, rough. It prepared me for how much worse it is when a non-comic does that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but I uh, don't no, one time he I was on stage and I got off and I couldn't find my backpack. You remember, I used to always wear a backpack, yeah. remember? And I had all my shit in it, my wallet and whatever. And I started hysterically crying. I was like, turn the lights on. I made them turn the lights on in the original room at like 1130 at night. And all. And I was like, look under it. Like to the audience members had to look under their chairs for my backpack. Ari has disappeared. I He's told his side of the story now. Of like how he was just like, I didn't expect her to start crying and making everyone turn the lights on. Uh, what he didn't know is that I had had my credit card stolen a couple days prior. And the security person was like, it's someone you work with who's taking your credit card, going to an ATM, taking money out and returning it. So is there any time that you're in a place where someone could take your wallet for 20 minutes and then put it back? So in my head, it was like, this is the person who's been stealing my wallet. They took like $6,000 out of my account at a time when I, that was like, you know my savings. So I just like totally overreacted and was histrionic and like crazy. And then I did Ari's podcast like five years later and he was like, I'm the one that sold your backpack. Really? <laughs> I was like traumatized over it for years. Holy. I thought there was someone at the comedy store that was stealing my wallet and I was like super paranoid there for a while and I wouldn't talk to anybody. <laughs> like it really fucked oh, me shut. up. Oh, and Ari was like, I took it. I know he was just like, I feel really bad about it now. <laughs> and then he told me later, which is like so funny. Um, but he was always like, really nice to me i think maybe i don't know but he was always really good to me what was it besides like, that <laughs> what was it like becoming rich you like know the first moment the first moment realize, where someone called like where you yeah where you were like wait if i do the math right that's a million dollars yeah wait hold on if i do the math right that's gonna be if this go like yeah. what was that like because you did not grow up wealthy no 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 no, no. i grew up without money um you know, for me, and this is this is not the funny answer, but because as soon as I started making money, all my family got sick without health insurance. So it was like, for me, it was like, I ball so hard paying that bill to the ICU because we didn't have insurance. Yeah. It was like I was paying like, you know, writing checks for like $20,000 to like hospitals. So it didn't, it, it just... For me, when I first started getting money, it wasn't like, this is so fun. It was like, well, thank God I can pay these medical bills. Like, I yeah. never got to, like, enjoy it until way later. Did people did people in your family celebrate you or did they? No, that's not, like, the dynamic. Like, the dynamic was very, and I did ayahuasca a year ago, and it helped me work through this because I couldn't understand it because I thought it was like, you make it. And then everyone's so happy for you and, like, proud of you, whereas a lot of my family members took it as, like, oh, you think you're better than us? And I was like, no, I'm no, I'm a comedian. I literally hate myself. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get your approval. Why are you mad? You know, yeah. but it was like and then I didn't know the whole like if you loan someone money, they start to hate you yeah. because they feel resentful and like you own them in some way or you've made them feel bad. So I was sort of like, let me pay your mortgage. Let me take care of this. Let me put her through school and pay for her dental bill. Like I was like so excited to be able to take financial anxiety off people. And then they started being mad at me. And I was like, oh, it's never a loan. It has to be a gift. Someone gave me that advice. I've, I've, I have given money to people who have then wrote us off and said, you guys have changed. 
And then you're like, and no. then you're like, uh, hit edit. Mid roll reads. Mid roll reads. What are they? These are mid roll reads. Comedy Central has a new podcast called Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian. Host Julian McCullough and Sean O'Connor are comedians and longtime best friends who happen to be dads. In their podcast, they share crazy stories about parenting with other comedians, writers, and actors who also happen to be dads and even a few moms. On top of that, they also force guests to eat and review baby food, role play bad parenting scenarios from the news, and figure out who among them is the rad dad and who's the bad dad. I'd probably fall into the latter. This is a fucking funny show. These guys are hilarious comedians, first and foremost. And dads, secondly, I say that about myself. I say that about all comedians. They are hilarious first and dads second. These guys are not experts, but they are funny and their kids are still alive. So that's got to count for something. And if you're not a dad, you're still going to love it. But if you are a dad, know a dad, or are looking for your dad, you'll love it even more. Subscribe to Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian for Comedy Central's idea of a parenting podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast, people. I yeah. have, I have, yeah. we have given money to people who have then written us off and said we've changed and yeah and and we ha we definitely have by the way we have we have definitely yeah changed. I I hoped I yes I have changed I'm in a position where I now I can loan you money and help you yeah and and you should be grateful that I've changed but it's interesting because my my fam my dad and my mom and my sis I think everyone in my family has celebrated somewhat of my somewhat success yeah but like you you had success at you had success in a time that doesn't exist anymore that that time that you had that success that doesn't exist anymore you can't really like no one's really selling sitcoms anymore that way and it's yeah. not going for five, what did it go eight seasons or something mm -hmm. and, and your own and you two, juggling two at a that's time so and nice. then and then literally everyone in hollywood wanted a piece of you that's nice at, it's but it's not nice it's true and touring and specials and you didn't fuck it up by overextending yourself by tweeting about politics yeah no you just you just you just did the work that you felt you were capable of doing and move forward and amassed what i will say in my assessment is a fortune and i want to know like but you're but you don't you're not flashy you're not like you're very kind of still meat and potatoes like you're, you're not driving around and like a fucking ridiculous car like Segura. Segura's got three fucking ridiculous cars. <laughs> what do you cars. even know? I don't, I'm his, he's my neighbor and I don't think I've even yeah. seen them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all these guys. I, yeah. But like, but how? But, but guys have so few things I feel like to spend money on. Like you have watches, cars, <laughs> and so that's kind of So you spend your money it. on bathing suits and ridiculous <laughs> tops. <laughs> fucking the most insane outfits I've ever seen where I'm like, that definitely, by the way, that's right in my wheelhouse. Me? That's the shit I buy is like, Oh, it's got it's got cutlery all over it. It's a cutlery print. I'll wear this when I'm no, going out to eat. It's got purple tigers on it. Yeah. I obviously have to buy that. Like, I literally dress like David Copperfield. But like, time. what was it? I mean, you lived in Studio City yeah. in a modest house your entire yeah. I just you sold just it. you just yeah, bought a house. Yeah, yeah. But like, what was that? Did was there a part of you that was scared that it was going to go away? Was it? Oh my god! I I. I live in such a high level of scarcity complex all the time because I, I always, I always think I'm going to go broke. I always think it's going to go away. I also, because, and maybe your listeners will think this is stupid because it took me a while just to understand. Like I also didn't understand how taxes worked. And the first time I got a big check, 
I owed money the next year and couldn't afford it. So because I didn't understand how taxes were, I, I thought a hundred dollar check was a hundred dollars. Yeah. I thought you make, no, no, no. You make $33 yeah. on every hundred dollars. Right so, before George was born, they called me and they said, Hey man, you know how many money left? And I was like, what are you talking about? I have like $80,000 in my bank. And they're like, like, yeah, that's for taxes. That's for taxes. And I was like, we've been paying taxes. <laughs> are you insane? What the fuck, dude? I thought, what kind of accountant are you? You write them all off, right? Totally. So I had no idea because I'd always gotten money back because that's how little money I made. So I was like, oh, the government oh, pays you. so great. <laughs> I was so You have stupid. waitress economics in your head. Totally. I should be getting a big splash of cash I was at like, the end oh, of the year. that 20 grand is coming any day They're now. They're gonna fucking, <laughs> with all the money I made, do you have any idea how much money I'm gonna be getting Dude, back? I'm gonna get like a million dollars from these guys. They're gonna call me and be like, yo, we wanna meet you. <laughs> totally, like I was like, bring out that check. Like I had no idea. So the first time I made a lot of money, the amount of money I had to pay in taxes was fucking like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah. So then I got super scared and I stopped wanting to work. I started turning things down because I was like, I don't want to pay taxes on that. I don't want to pay taxes on that. Are you kidding me? I'm like, don't give me that money. Are you in fan? <laughs> like, I was like, got really scared. And then my, and I got a business manager who finally explained to me how money works in a way that I can understand. He said, never look at the actual cost of something. So if something is $100, it's not $100. It's $300 because you have to earn $300 to be able to afford well, that's $100. A, that's a really interesting way of looking at it. That helped me because I was like, oh, this shirt's $100. That's a deal, but I have to earn three hundred to buy it, so it's actually three hundred. That's a really brilliant way to look at it. I never. That makes me want to not buy anything. That's now. right. So then I started getting like a handle on it. Like I don't really buy clothes or shit like that, but it helped me sort of like stop buying stupid shit. That I was like, oh, it's only fifty bucks. It's only a hundred bucks, you know. And then it's like, no. Nah. That's interesting. I I look at every dollar I earn as I earn. Leanne just goes, you get, you only get half of that. That's right. Always. And so that, that's the way my brain 10 grand, works. five grand. Yeah. And so I like, it's really disheartening. <laughs> I know it's a bummer sometimes, but then you're just like, all right, I got to work harder to be able to, you know, but you know what? Anyone listening to this and my dad, my dad's the one that told me this. He was like, yeah, yeah. You keep half of it. Guess how much I keep of every dollar I earn. And I was like, I don't know. And he's like fucking $10, 10 cents. And I was like, what? And he was like, when you run a business. Yeah. And my dad's got overhead. He's got to pay them rent on his office. He's got to pay everyone's salaries. He's got to pay their health insurance. Like all that. He was like, oh, you make, Nothing. like you have to make so much money to make money when you run your own business. So He's true. like, you have no overhead. It's just you. I mean, now I think I'm I'm, I'm accruing a little bit of a, a staff. But, yeah. but um, another thing that I did was I opened a separate bank account and I put money in it, it so that I could never see it. Right. So it's like if I made let's just make up a fake amount of money. If I made five thousand dollars, I would put twenty five hundred in the other account mm -hmm. for when taxes come around. So I never see all this money in my bank account that I don't get to keep. Do you still have a I don't even know how much money I have. Do you still have a um, a business manager? Mm -hmm. Same one. Different one. Different one. New one now. Yeah. My really? new thing is just fire everyone constantly. <laughs> it's so funny. I've been looking for people that will never leave me. It's like, I just mean like it, I, I, when I first started making money, I just like the most famous successful person I knew wh wh wherever they told me to go is where I went and what I did, you know? And yeah. now I'm sort of like, know how money works and I know how I work. And I'm just sort of like, oh, you know, I actually don't need these services. I'm going to change to this person. Like I just went through the first round of like transitioning to other people yeah. to help me. Did you, do you, 
do you envy do you have envy i just went to a bar mitzvah yes and there was they were talking about and not maybe not envy what's the word in the bible i have envy though do you really <laughs> yeah of course what are you envious of i think when i see definitely when i see like women that have families and also really busy careers because i don't know if i could do that like when i, I see mean, comics yeah. who have babies and are doing stand-up i'm like I don't get that. Do you think you'll have a baby? I think I will. I yeah. just, I'm in the process of freezing embryos right now. Nice. Yeah. My fiance had to go uh, jerk off in a thing. And they they um, gave him like porn, like old school porno magazines. <laughs> I bet that would really turn me on. I haven't seen like in a, in a throwback I, kind of way. That's what he said. He was just like, there were pubes. Like it was like, no, but like it was just like small <laughs> boobs, big. She it, couldn't it, vote. Yeah, I, mean, I was like really into it. <laughs> There was a slave in there. Frizzy hair. <laughs> no one was drinking. It was during Prohibition. I mean, it was really hot. It was like there was something hot about like a magazine. Um, oh, I bet there would be yeah. something hot about like especially glossy. Yeah, totally. Shine. It was just like an advert for, you know, phosphates. Yeah, I get envious of youth. Oh. I get envious of the ignorance of youth when you think everything lasts forever yeah like when you see kids like i, I look at videos of me behaving certain ways uh -huh. and i'm envious of that i really? go man you didn't know anything about blood pressure back then you didn't know anything about liver enzymes or 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 cholesterol yeah there you are just murdering like i, I look at old travel channel stuff like and i just go you didn't give a fuck about your sugar levels were yeah and now i'm so cognizant like I take my blood pressure every single day. But I will say, I feel like uh, two things. I feel like number one, and correct me if I'm wrong, and this is something that's been so fun, like watching you be so successful, is I feel like you got to like live your life. I've got. I'm, I'm very lucky in that. I'm very lucky in that I've I've got fairly good genetics in that I can party pretty hard and bounce back. Yeah. Uh, and health wise, across the board. Other than being overweight, which is my biggest problem. That's the only thing I'm trying to like get a hold of because I'm not a fat person. I know that I am a fat person, but in life, I've never been a fat person. No. Now I'm just like, like I think people see me as like a fat guy and I go, well, I'm not a fat I guy. I don't think it's that. I think that because of social media, when we see these CrossFit people, I think you're fine. It's just that we have too much access to these like washboard ab yeah. people. So in comparison, we all look like fucking blobs of nothing. Yeah. You know, like it's like, I felt really good about my body until Instagram came along. And I was like, it's oh. so funny. You have a fantastic body. And I've Thank heard you. you say stuff like that. Like, Oh, I, I don't love my body. And you, and I go, and I wonder, and I say this to myself. And I wonder the I same go, thing about you. Cause I'm like, everyone should be in shape. And I'm like, we all have a certain level of dysmorphia. Oh, I have hardcore my daughter my sisters used to say i had um hypogymnasia what's that it's where i don't know if it's real oh i used to is work out all the time i did that i used to work out after everything i ate that was my eating disorder uh -huh. i, I went that. to crunch three times a day ask jeff goldblum i really <laughs> <laughs> your face you're like what he used to go there um uh and he'd work out in jeans and I remember one time he came in and he was like, you sure are here a lot, huh? This is when I was like 22. I would work out for four hours a day at a crunch that I didn't even belong to. I'd sneak in. Today I had, today I did um, hot spin at 7.15. Yeah. I had uh, dance lessons at Aww. 11. Um, I'm doing hip hop dance. And uh, I'd like to see that. I'll show it to you. Okay. I was on my fucking phone. <laughs> okay. I, are you kidding me? You don't think I record myself? I was going to say, yeah, dance? I have a feeling you'll show me. Um, and then uh and then I'll work out again tonight. I'll probably go for a hike with the girls. Um 
before I go over to the store. But the good news about it is it's not isolating. Like you're not, you're doing it socially with other people. So it's yeah, not. Yeah, I go to, to Hotspin with my sister. Uh, hip hop dance, I, re- I just really enjoy. Yeah. But I also think that like, for me, like, I mean, I recently had to work with this like breathing coach, which sounds so fucking lame, but also being on stage for two hours a night is fucking tiring. Yeah. It's the first time in my life that I'm like, Oh, I need to get in better shape. Like I'm, I have to yell for three hours every night and I was getting sick this well, time. You're, you're very, you're a very, it may not seem like this, but you're a more intense act than me. Like you do a lot more movement and, and energy than me. Like, and I think I'm a pretty high energy act, but I got to the point where I was like, I was breaking sweats on stage. Me too. And I was like, <laughs> I, I can change shirts sweat. between shows. Yeah, I was like, I can't fucking shape. sweat. But I found myself having a hard time breathing and being able to like say the joke and then end it. You know, like I was just like, I'm in bad shape. Dude, I have a part in one joke where every time I start the, the, the word that the guy says, I go, I forgot to take a breath again. <laughs> every fucking time. Because you got to start, you got to, and then say the joke and then to do it. When I was, a, I was a, I, I was in a band in college and I took singing lessons. My mom got me singing lessons. Are you good at singing? I'm not anymore at all. I fucked my voice up throwing up. Um, I threw up one night and I think I ripped my vocal cords. And so my voice doesn't last, last at all anymore. Like it, hey, it's wait, falling wait, apart wait. right now. Falling apart right now. Wait, are you, wait, is that, is that, have you gotten that looked at? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, hold on, back up. What, what, what were you? Anyway, the next, the, 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 like a week later, it? I met a guy wait. who, who who ripped his retina from throwing up and i was like fuck thank god i'm not throwing up is fucking violent i mean it is if you haven't thrown up in a while and you throw up it's you're like god damn that is like being i am not in control of it yeah i remember one time i threw up and and it popped a bunch of uh vessels in my face i blew out all my blood (laughs) vessels and the blood vessels in my eyes i mean it has to your body is basically trying to get something here all the way out of the front of your face. I never could do bulimia. <laughs> it was, I think it's it's uh, Kevin Christie. I remember one time I was on the road with him and I was throwing up. And I was like, oh God, that was awful. He's like, yeah, throwing up, you're basically screaming into a toilet. <laughs> you are. You're like, ah! it's awful. I wish I could do it the way bulimics do it where they just go. Ugh. And it's just like, and they just like spit it out. I used to be friends with this girl. She was bulimic, which I don't, the only reason I wasn't bulimic because I had every eating disorder was I think I saw in like 90210 or one of those shows that a girl put a toothbrush down her throat to throw up. And I was like too freaked out about the toothbrush. So oh, I never oh. tried it. I didn't realize you could do it with your fingers. Um, anyway, so she would throw up behind cars like while we were walking. She was just like, Bleh. I wish I could do that. Yeah. No, oh. because then you'd be hungry all the time. No. You're I doing. Just, I would. There's so many meals I've had mm-hmm. where I was like, I'd not love to throw it. that up. Yeah, like it was a fucking. What it. was I doing? I'm going through a big. I'm going through a big trail mix phase right now. Oh, why? Why? Because I it's can't, just sugar. It's, it's just, candy. You're eating candy. I know, but it's with nuts too, so I feel healthy. Man, maybe oh, just I'm, do the nuts. I don't like salty and sweet together. It feels like an ambush. Me either, but I'm going through this. It's disgusting. When people got, try to put a fucking dried cranberry on a salad, I get enraged. I got so drunk the other night at this bar misfire. I went to Ralph's and bought two birthday cakes and brought them home thinking the kids are going to lose their fucking mind, right? You know what I used to do when I was really... Uh, not regulated as a person when I first moved to LA I would go to Ralph's and I go to the birthday cake aisle and I would press down the tops <laughs> just there we go fuck you fuck, fuck you, you. Fuck yeah, you. Fuck it was just like a happy birthday and then I, I would literally just go and like tap the tops of the cake to ruin them. 
<laughs> it was like felt so good. And then I would go to the cookie aisle and mush the cookies up in the bag, you know, the soft batch of cookies. Oh, just, <laughs> just going so when, like, this is, I am walking karma. Just so that when someone got home, could be a lovely person, <laughs> open it up. It's like, fuck. Someone broke all the fucking eggs. <laughs> I just wanted to ruin someone's day, I guess. I brought home two birthday cakes. And it's like two in the morning. Everyone's. Those sheet cakes? Sheet cakes. So good. Fucking frozen. Ugh. I didn't know it. I bought brought two frozen cakes. Frozen cakes kind of good. No, 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 no. Frozen oh, as like, in you can't cut into it. Oh, I thought you meant frozen, frozen as, no. as frozen. in like Elsa for like a frozen theme. No, 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 no. <laughs> frozen. Like they'd been in the freezer and oh, I just was shit. like. Yeah. And so you couldn't cut into them. So now they're in my fridge. Microwave that shit. I was going to take one to the store tonight. Just drop it off. To ruin someone just, else's evening. just be like, hey, did anyone want birthday cake tonight? <laughs> No one here has an unhealthy relationship with substances. There's certain foods I have that my body reacts different than other humans' bodies. When I eat birthday cake and the icing <laughs> goes on top of my, my, my mouth, I lose my stomach. Like I go, huh, you get dizzy. Huh. I get lose. No, I lose my stomach. Like I'm like a free fall. Like a, I lose my stomach. Is that when, like an inner ear problem? I have no idea. When icing goes on the roof of my mouth, I lose my stomach. This is this. Oh, is... I'll tell you one even crazier. When I have an orgasm. My brain yells out crazy shit. Like, does your mouth yell it out? Nope. Okay. No. Well, that's good. So you think it, you don't say it. Uh, no, no. Uh, my brain will go salon selectives. Rope. What? Rope. Just rope, huh? Ropes on haircuts. Salon selectives. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. So do you think the same way that this is like our dreams, our subconscious thoughts coming up, or like preparing for threats or danger? Do you think it's something that's like? subconscious that's coming out because you've lost control of your thoughts i don't know sometimes do it's really beautiful like i think it's a tap into whatever heroin is like whatever uh, like the flood heroin gives you where your yeah. brain goes totally free yeah I is there a it, theme of the things you think of no so you named a couple brands a couple shampoo salon brands. selectives is the one i remember the first time it happened yeah my brain went salon selectives and i went what uh-huh um, so it's the weirdest ad partnership and then the other I've day ever. it was rope my brain went rope <laughs> and i was like what rope and you hear it like a noise rope i hear a voice in my head go like it, whose voice is it it's, it's 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 my inner thought it's my voice but when but what happened was leanne was uh talking during my orgasms at, for a period of time what does that even mean like i, I was i went to have an orgasm one time and like then, small talk or like no sometimes, like sometimes, dirty talk no <laughs> No, I went to have an orgasm one time, and I guess and she was on top. I was laying. You went to have I, one? I was, no, I, I, no, I was having one. And <laughs> as it started, she went, oh, look at him. And I, it, it zapped it away. I, all of a sudden, my brain was not disconnected. It was connected. And I didn't, I didn't, I had the, the, the physical reaction happened, but I didn't have the physical, like, feeling of it. It just, it physically uh, there was a jacket, but it wasn't like I didn't go like, oh, it just she interrupted it. And I went, hey, please don't ever talk. When you see my eyes go back, don't like start up a conversation. And she was like, why does that ruin it? And I was like, yeah. Then the next time she was like smiling at me as like going like, I'm not going to say something. But I was like, but you're now you're still fucking in my head. Why like, are you even looking at each other is my question. <laughs> what is the? Well, I don't know what's happening with the I close my eyes and shut my mouth. During sex. I don't want to see what they're doing. I don't want to know what you're doing. What is, why are you even engaging with each other? 
This is crazy. This is my impression this of you. Is, having a, this, is, <laughs> this is, you guys are smothering each other. You're crowding each other. No, I, Why look, are you even engaging with each other? It's, you're <laughs> supposed to just be two strangers in the night. We don't speak of it. We don't speak to each other. This is, oh. I've never thought, of, heard of this. I, you know, what's so funny is I recently. She's doing bits while you're, I mean, I. She one time went, went and goes, as, as it's happening, she goes, you have a hair on your face. <gasps> and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, stop talking to me. Yeah, I, tr I tried. You have lots to of hair on your face, by the way. No, there was like a hair on my eye. She oh, your grab famous it eyelash? Like, I was like, no, not my lucky eyelash. She oh. would never touch that. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, do you have, have you ever faked an orgasm? Yeah. And how do guys? Why do you think you're gonna get away with it? Because there's usually a receipt. Uh, the receipts already happened, and she didn't notice, and I didn't tell her, and then I was like, ugh. This is now because I hear guys faking orgasms is a bigger thing than I had heard of. I think it's when the when you when you've already when uh, it's already happened uh -huh. and you were caught off guard and it happened quick, so <gasps> quick that she doesn't know it really even physically could have happened within like say and, five seconds, ten. Oh, seconds. and then you fake another one later, and then you fake one like a couple minutes later. Like, well, this isn't as bad as then, but now you're like, oh. Don't worry, I can get it back up. I did that to Liam. Do you think it's hard to fake an orgasm? Because the what you just did was was not did not sell it. In the no, no, no. I, you just I, went oh oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh I'm, yeah. I'm so curious about a guy's impression of his own orgasm. I'm pretty silent. Like I don't. I did it to Liam once, but she knew I did it. She knew you faked it. She knew. Well, no, she knew I already had an orgasm. So I think when I. The second time she was like, called okay. bullshit. Well, also you're acting. You didn't even commit I'm, to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not the best actor. <laughs> I've been in Hollywood 21 years and I've been in one, two sitcoms. Like I, I like I, I think. And then I and then I was like, I don't know what I did, but I, she knew everything. And then I got up and I was like, I think let me check. I think I'm going to go get another condom. We can do this again. Is that this your right impression of yourself? Yeah, this, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> you know, you could just talk like you. <laughs> If you're doing an impression of you. <laughs> I do think if my fiance faked an orgasm, I don't think I'd be able to get over it. Not because he didn't have one or two. Or I would just are, be like, no, did you think? Too, no, you're too into a relationship for him to fake it. He would never fake it now. He would have faked it oh, right when you first started and Maybe dating. he has. Maybe. Because it would just be such a signal of like, I can handle it if you're not into this or whatever. How often do you guys have sex, do you think? Well, I'm. He's gone two weeks out of the month, which is probably part of why this works. I mean, I mean, we, my relationship. We all know I'm good Leanne, in small doses. Leanne can't wait for me to. Start I mean, my tour. it is so. People are like, I don't know how you guys do it. I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. I mean, yeah, people are like, how do comedians day? have relationships perfectly? Because we see each other two weeks a month. Yeah, it's the great. greatest. But I'd say when he's in town, three, four times a week. That's not bad. End. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six times a month is the national average. Really? For me, my problem is once I've missed a week or two weeks, I'm like over it. It's hard to get me back in the swing. Really? It's like, you know, when do you when you travel or are traveling a lot, do you unpack everything? No. Yeah, neither do I. No. As long as I keep my shit in the bag, I'm good at traveling. I sleep in bed with my bag. <laughs> I put my bag on where my wife would sit and then I lay next to my bag. And at times, in hotels? I put my arm into my bag and like. I'll hold my bag like I like That's, I have definitely slept into my bag. That is heartbreaking. 
but I mean, like when I come home, if I know I'm going to leave in two days, I just don't unpack my toiletries and shit. Oh, I don't. I can I actually, travel as long as my shit stays packed. I actually, when I come home, I, this is, I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't done this in a while because I've been on a tour bus. Yeah. But I had, I would keep my bag packed and not even unpack it and then just wash it when I got to the other place. Yeah. Like just 100%. never, never. Why am I going to fuck with this or wash it on Sunday? Yeah. I miss, I don't, I'm not going to, I don't miss doing clubs. But what I miss is going to a club and being there for like four days or something. Yeah, and, Me too. And, and I, I, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. But I miss when I could. Yeah. When I could. And, and it would be Sunday and I'd go down and I'd do laundry, go work out, come in, drop them in the dryer, finish my workout, grab the clothes, bring them upstairs, put on football, get my computer ready, set up fantasy football, all yeah. my pickums, and then fold clothes, watch football, go totally. to the computer get a salad in, or a, like pl- a-, in a place that if someone else is going to clean when you leave a place you don't have to clean you can like leave shit everywhere like that's my favorite thing it was so it's not better than having a tour bus having a tour bus is the greatest thing i've ever done in my life yeah ever 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 best thing i've ever done huh. and i think this might this tour last tour this tour this fall may be the last time i do it this way yeah it's just not cost effective but are you doing like how are you doing drive through the night and do a show the next day yeah you're not taking days in between no and how many in a row uh four, i do four nights in a row like thursday friday saturday sunday uh-huh. and then usually i'll fly home monday come back out wednesday mm-hmm. um or come back out thursday morning yeah take the red eye wednesday night yeah but for a few of them i'm gonna stay on the bus for like a, a bunch of them. The key to the bus is who's on it with you. Like if you have yeah. awesome people, it's the most fun shit ever. I had a really good group. I ended up just hitting up friends that were in production. Cause mm-hmm. I, I didn't figured out, I hadn't figured out the, um, I've, I've allotted a certain amount of money for marketing. Yeah. So I, I, I have a, I want to have a marketing team with me to shoot stuff that I think is fun. Yeah. So like, and I couldn't figure it out. I didn't really like dial it in last year. I think I've dialed it in this year and in that I have a certain amount each week I can spend. So yeah. if I can, if I don't spend it, I'm going to save it up. And then like, if someone's like, yo man, you're in Fort, Fort Myers, you want to go spearfishing? I then can go, yes. And then say that, that night, go, we're going spearfishing in the morning. You guys get all the gear. Yeah. Make sure. And we've got a budget for it. Make sure that we're taken care of, that we're comfortable. Yeah. And then let's go spearfishing and we'll film it. Yeah. Or uh, say we're going to the horse tracks or whatever. I need yeah. I need one person to make sure we got clearance. Yeah. I need you to make sure we have all the gear. We did it for the bike race and it didn't work perfectly um, at all because we didn't post the video. Oh, no. But, but. Why it, not? Uh, it didn't come There's uh, just hiccups. It just yeah. was hiccups. Yeah. I'm a very immediate person. I want things done that day. You really are. I'm impressed by that. Yeah, but like that video I showed you, we shot last night and then I edited last night and then I sent it to my team and it was like, I was like, I sent it to you. Where is and what's it? team a, uh, marketing people to edit it? I have too many people right now. So what I need to do is sizzle it down. Maybe because then when you have too many people, they all think that someone else is going to handle it. Yeah. And then no one, get, nothing gets done. And so they told me something couldn't be done. And then I was like, well, I guess I just need to learn Final Cut Pro now. So then I spent the morning. There's after- so, I fucking love even iMovie. iMovie. I. Because by the time you tell, tell someone you, no, to do it, you probably could have just done you it yourself. You could have done an iMovie in a heartbeat. Here's the problem. I can shoot videos in iMovie fine. But if you want a little, if you want to separate yourself from the pack yeah. with 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 title cards and, and graphics, yeah. 
I, Final Cut Pro is yeah, the is the best I know. And and because you'll see, I'll see guys that are using the title card from, from I, iMovie, and I'll go. <laughs> the picture is fading in and yeah, out. And you're yeah, you're like, I got <laughs> and you're like, I know. It's so fucking. So true. I spent the I spent the morning after spin learning Final Cut Pro so that I could do the graphics package that we're doing. No, it's kind of a new thing that comedians have to know how to use Final Cut Pro. <laughs> it is. You know it's what's like crazy. so funny is you had you not been so successful up at, or as early, I'm dying to see where you'd be now because you're still very successful, yeah. but I would be interested to see this. I, this, I hope this comes out as compliment. I wasn't. No, I, I definitely was not. I was like, making shows and doing stand-up but, i yeah. didn't like do instagram or like twitter no or... but if, like so like you're just now starting a podcast correct i haven't started yet I but you're in the steps i just like i don't what i don't want to do is half i don't like to half-ass shit and i don't like to bullshit and i like to be prepared and i just don't want to be one of those person that just like gets a podcast and is just like you know yeah. I, I just want to like do it right what i'm saying is like there was a period of time where like the business was failing us, mm -hmm. us, but you were still succeeding in that side of the business. And so a lot of us had to reinvent yeah, yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be curious with your personality and the way you take charge of things. Like, like a perfect example is what we were talking about earlier is I can't tell if you had that robot made for marketing purposes besides the robot. <laughs> Like the, it's so genius, and people right now are probably going, "What are you, the robot that was on Rogan? What are you talking about?" Like, yeah, I couldn't really hear it. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is all the Instagram videos that are promoting your special that are fascinating, where they're doing a full plaster Paris mold of your face, and your face comes out of it, and you go, "Make shot." I'm like, "Oh my god, this!" I, I'm sitting with Isla, and she's like, "Play it again," and I'm like, Aww. "And I go, what?" She goes. She had that on her face, Dad. And I'm like, that's what I was thinking. I don't even realize you're selling me a special in that. I don't even realize that. And I'm like, okay, this is genius. And I came home like a bat out of fucking hell. <laughs> and I was like, what if I buy a Cobra? What if I buy a Cobra? <laughs> right? And then I, I, call my, I call my special Cobra. And it's all about me getting the Cobra, me learning to deal with the Cobra. The Cobra gets loose, right? And then we're chasing the Cobra in the house. What if I call this three wolves and a, like I'm, it was so brilliant that I was like, and I was like, whoa, that is, that is your brain from when you sold TV shows just in today's format. And I was like, oh. and then, and then Leanne's like, Leanne's like, okay. Cause I, there's, I know you too well to know that you're, you, you are someone who is so organized and so on top of things. Leanne's like, what do you think came first, the joke or the robot? And I was like, the joke. She was like, I bet. I wouldn't be surprised if Whitney looked at it and reverse engineered it and thought, you know what no one's doing <laughs> is no one has one entity they can bring into every post that really draws eyes. And then the joke, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was there when the joke got written. No, wait, I wasn't. No, wait, I wasn't. So like, I'm curious about this, the robot. And by the way, the fact that we're talking about it right now, <laughs> and I find it creepy, is is brilliant is just brilliant in its essence. And maybe it's like, I'm listening to you talk about it. And I'm like, God, it sounds like a really scared, insecure person that did all this. <laughs> like no, someone, it's not. Um, but no, I, th I think that that is part of 
like where the inception started, like where when I started writing jokes about sex robots, that was all I'm writing. I'm fascinated by this. I can only write about things that I get completely immersed in. Like I was just talking to a journalist who was like, you realize you talked about sex robots for 38 minutes. Right. And I was like, that's so weird because I cut like 20 minutes of robot. I thought the whole special was just going to be about robots. Like I just got so immersed in it. And then I didn't want to talk about anything that's like in this climate, it's like you're going to get dinged about something and this group's going to come for you. And th- and I was just like, I don't want someone fucking coming for me. I, I want to know what I'm talking about and get it from all angles so that I'm not like endorsing something that's like been proven to be like depraved or like contributing to fucking something bad. Yeah. So I went down to the factory just to really see what was up and to try to just get more jokes and like content or whatever. And when they said we can make a robot of you, it was sort of like, oh, well, this isn't going to look good. I thought it was going to look like some like hooker or dead corpse. Like it was going to look yeah. all crazy, like Chucky shit, you know. And then I was like, sure, let's see. It, it could come on stage like as a joke or it could just be for social. Like, why the fuck not? Like to your point about what I spend money on, like that's the kind of shit I spend money on. Experiments and like experiences, you know. So Hardcore. that's that's what I spend. I don't like care about clothes or shoes or anything like um, it was just like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like, I just want to learn as much about AI as possible. And so we did it, went through the whole thing. I was like, this is going to fucking suck. I'm going to look like I have Bell's palsy in this robot. This thing is look awful. Like I never thought it would look good. But at what point do you decide I want to have a camera crew with me for the, for, for the making of this? I want to document this. I guess it was the first time I went down there. I was like, my reaction was like, oh shit. And it's really hard to get an oh shit out of anybody anymore. We're all so numb and desensitized. Yeah. It's so, I think that it's like our job as performers right now. It doesn't matter if you're funny or good. You have to get people to give a shit first. And like, no, it's just so hard to get anyone to care about anything. That is... That should be on a coffee mug. I'm I'm coming out with my own line of coffee mugs. <laughs> that line from Kimmy Warner, and then it is so hard to get anyone to give a shit. I look at so many kids on Instagram are posting their bits. Yeah. And I'm I looked at this kid the other day and I go, I just don't give a shit. I just don't care. It's funny, but why is that? And then I'm like, and then you can get lost and you go, Well, why does anyone give a shit about me? Like, I don't it, give a shit about so many people. I turned into an existential crisis. And that's why I couldn't post on Instagram for the longest time because I was like, oh, God, I feel like such a fucking narcissist who gives a shit. Like, this is so desperate. So I literally was just like trying to find something that I felt was interesting enough because I don't think I'm interesting enough. Like, I'm just not. I'm sure I come off like I think that on Instagram sometimes because I, I now have like hired someone to help me with Instagram because I'm so like self-conscious about it. Um, but I was just like, how can I get something else interesting in my realm? And because I found it so fascinating and creepy and haunting. And all I cared about with this one was I want people to actually watch it because we work our asses off for two years yeah. to make a special. And then it's like, 50 come out in the same week and you're just like oh god like i just killed myself and no one cares and i wanted them to finish it so that's a big issue right now with specials is people start it they don't finish it you know people there's so much to compete with there's so much on as you watch how many times have you watched the first 15 minutes of something and then be like ah i'm good Uh, uh, a lot of them a A lot lot right you know not just specials tv shows movies whatever like there's too many options now so i was like i want to put something at the end if it's a brilliant joke you did it with your machine joke like something that is going to get people to get to the end of this special and make it worth an hour of their time. Because I don't, we have to earn people's time now. It used to be comedians were like the top of the top of entertainment. 
It was like, you're watching a comedy special. This is the best entertainment. Who, what else makes you laugh for an hour? No movie does that. It's so crazy when you think about that is that you can, they could give you how much, what, I don't know, what is it like $4 million to make a movie? I don't even know what it costs to make a movie. It depends, like, yeah. $10 million to make a movie? That's a, yeah. And you'll make all this work and it'll suck as a comedy. An hour and 20 minutes that like might make you laugh a couple times. Comedy and is every 20 seconds I am making you laugh. The most. And still that's not enough for you people. <laughs> the mo most mediocre comedian is still better. That's right. Than that's like right. the average That's comedy. right. 100%. The highest quality entertainment per second, per yeah. minute you can get. And after 15 minutes, people are still like, Man, I don't know. It's funny. I watched a Zach Galifianakis movie. I'm a huge fan of Zach. He's the best. And I thought. Did you see him? He killed at Brody's funeral. Oh, he murdered. <laughs> I mean, it was like, how are you killing at a memorial? He murdered. That's how funny Zach out. is. It bummed me out that he doesn't do it like that anymore. I know. But I was like, oh. But I watched this movie with him and Owen Wilson and Kristen Higg. Wig? Kristen Wig. <laughs> Kristen Wiig. Hig. I don't know why I said Hig. The Hig. Um, and so it's a uh, it's called like uh, bank robbers. They they play like ridiculous charactered bank. What's it called masterminds? The masterminds. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, and I thought you know what, I would probably be more interested in the three of them sitting on a stage and talking. Talking. <laughs> that is such a fucking funny. I would pay just as much money as I did for that if they just sat and talked so true but now i think in, like and i think this is the problem i've had and the like problem you have not had like just in terms of entertainers and it's happening in the you can't say that space as well of like if the way people watch something is changing you have to change with them what do you mean what do you mean like the way people are consuming things mm -hmm. is changing yeah. and like now you can go online and watch a famous person have a conversation for two hours and shoot the shit with their friend now you can't just go back to pretending to be a character for an hour and 20. You like it's hard. It's it's you have like people now expect to know everything about you and to watch conversations of you shooting the shit with your friend. And if you're not giving them that, they're like, OK, I'll just move on to another entertainer who will give me that. Yeah, that's really bizarre. I think that podcast. I remember I remember when Seinfeld, Louis, Chris Rock and Ricky Gervais. I remember that, that HBO thing. And everyone's like, have you seen that? And I was like, no. Was now crazy. you're like, oh, I see that every week. Yeah. What do you mean? Every week? Remember, I remember that being so controversial. Remember how controversial that was? It got, it got Louis in double trouble again. Because he said the end. It got Chris Rock in trouble for not calling him out on it. Right. Um, in that taping. I find, I mean, I find. But I remember <laughs> there was such a great moment in that where Ricky Gervais was saying that stand up, anyone could do stand up. And then Chris Rock just like fucking laid into him. Ricky Gervais is pretty fascinating when you think. He is. He did The Office. His podcast is amazing. Oh. He did one with Stephen Merchant. Do you, wait, did you listen to the one that came out like 15 years ago? No. That was fucking amazing. Really? He had one. Where he read that diary of the no, guy? No, I, I don't. It was one of the very first podcasts ever. And it was, he had a radio show on BBC that he released as a podcast. Shit. And it was, it was like, but it was before any of that medium. So there was cursing. It was yeah. loose. It was fun. It he's was one of the funniest. I mean, always makes me laugh. Yeah, I made him. I made him laugh really hard one time. It was like the highlight of my the career. The best feeling ever. Yeah, I was like, where was it? We were at, uh, we were doing Jim and Sam, and I, I asked him if he spoke during sex. Cause I had a theory about people speaking, men speaking during sex. What's the theory? <laughs> I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> and so, um, he said he didn't know. So he asked his girlfriend, "Do I speak during sex?" She's like, "No." 
And he's like, do you speak during sex? I go, no, but I don't know. I'm going to call my wife. So I called my wife and I was like, hey, babe, uh, you're on the air with Jim and Sam. I'm with Ricky Gervais. Do I speak during sex? And all I hear is, um, your daughters are in the car. And Ricky Gervais fucking lost it. And I was like, and he was like, oh, no, 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 no. Take that back. Take that moment back. It was like really great. So I rewatched the pilot of the English office once every couple months. When he says very good. I I quote lines of that in my head. It's so good. The American office is really great too. It's fantastic. Georgia just started watching that. It's and I watched it with her. I'm like, oh my God, first of all, uh, it is problematic. A hundred percent. A hundred. Oh, really? Percent. I haven't watched it through. Oh, well, because they do a lot of the trying to be progressive stuff. It's it's within the show, like diversity workshops and yeah. stuff. And they say, I mean, out, outright racist. I mean, stuff they, outright sexist stuff, outright homophobic. Yeah. Like, I mean, outright yeah. across the board. Yeah. You could not do the office anymore. Do you think the multicam is dead? Um, No, I think it's more alive than ever. Um, And it's never been dead. And the metrics and numbers just show that I know that it's not in vogue with critics and I mean, friends is still the number one show, yeah. you know, and, uh, Roseanne rest in peace. The numbers on that were crazy. Um, big bang theory is still the number one show on television. Is it really? Yeah. And on Netflix, it's, um, the ranch does great for them. Gabriel and Glacier's show does great for them. Fuller house does great for them. Friends, Seinfeld people, you know, there, I think people, I understand they're not cool anymore and that's fine. There's lots of things that are very successful that aren't like cool to like bloggers. Um, but I think we forget that so many kids grow up on multicams today. I don't know what they're called anymore, but like those Disney multicams like Zach and Cody and Wizards of Waverly Place yeah. would help me. Whatever. All like oh, no, my daughters watch all those. That's right. So they grow up, kids grow up on multicams and so they have a taste for it. And um this idea that like multicams are dead is a very like inside Hollywood thing. Do you when you see a multicam that's like uh like say one day at a time that gets canceled, mm-hmm. do you, when you see something like that, do you yeah. go, I could fix that? That's a funny thought to have had. No, um I'm not like let me in there. Like yeah, yeah, I yeah. you know, but I do kind of go like, ugh, bummer. I watch I watch the Eric Griffin's in uh Griffin's in uh in uh comedian the documentary the document yeah. what yeah eric griff am no, I, I know this? yeah no i know no, he's in he's in one day at a time okay you, okay i'm sorry i think you said pilot. eric griffin's in comedian i was like no, no, that's no. a new show no 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 he's in one day at a time so i see yeah. him and i want to like it yeah but it was so slow and yeah. so meandering and so begging for laughter that didn't earn it yeah that I was that's like, the problem and i think that i think that you know, and this is going to probably get me in trouble. Fine. Um, but a lot of people that make multicams have been doing it for 30 years. So I always think if fresh blood were to go into multicams the way Jared Carmichael did, I think you'll have good multicams on your hands. You know, black, but is blackish multicam? It is not a multicam. Is his, his show, is, Gerard's was multicam though, yes, right? Yes, yes. It was good. It was great. Yeah. Daniel Sanchez uh, uh, show ran it and she's brilliant and she's great at making multicams good. So I think it's like, you know, and I was just talking to Dan Levy about this the other day, a friend of ours who's a comic who's making a multicam for NBC. I'm like, please direct them. There's no, there's no like young, cool multicam directors. Andy Ackerman is the best one, yeah. um, but he's rich. And how much longer is he going to want to even do it? Um, so I think that 
making multicams, a lot of the people that make them have been doing them for a long time and they keep doing mm. them the same way they've always done it. I mean, like, you know, when I worked on Roseanne, forget the whole saga with her tweets and shit. Like we worked so hard to make sure the set didn't look like a shitty multicam set because you look at it's like fake people, fake costumes, fake hair, fake sets, fake. Is every- it the set that throws me? Because for me, always sometimes a set that's not dressed enough i just go it looks like a stage or it looks like fucking ikea like it's just like why do the walls look so thin like people are so smart and savvy i think the thing that's wrong with multicams is a lot of people that make multicams have this idea that americans are stupid and they're not and i think that that's where we get into. i'm sure some are but like i try to not operate from the place so like the average person won't notice this. They do notice it. And and, they, and sometimes they don't recognize that they notice it. They don't even That's know why. Me. That's me where I go, there's something off, man. You don't know what it is. So it's like I used to get in fights, not fights, but I used to be thought of as a little bit high maintenance because I would always with the props guy be like, if someone walks in the door, they need to be holding keys because when you these doors should be locked. There's yeah. when people just walk in on a sitcom and the doors just open, it just, it feels false. It feels corny. And you might not be able to identify why you think it's false and corny or bad acting or bad writing. You might just go, that show's bad. You can't really say why, but when actors come in and their purses are empty or you see cups floating around with nothing in them, you just like start to think in the back of your mind subconsciously, like this is just cheap or like not a lot of thought went into this or something, or it just doesn't look like reality. You know, it's not yeah. your reality. That's why Roseanne, I think, was so good is because you're like, oh, that looks like a real house that I live in. You know, it really did look like the a frames real house. were mismatched. The chairs were mismatched. There were stains on the carpet, like little things that made a really big difference because the way multicams are lit, you see fucking everything. And it just feels like a shitty set. You know, hair. I go nuts over hair because like everyone's hair is like perfectly bright. It's like no one fucking looks like that. First thing in the morning. Why is everyone wearing makeup? Why would you? What would you? What job would you jump into feet first right now? No. Like, uh, cast as an actress on a sitcom, sell sell your own sitcom, make your own sitcom about you. That I have to write. That, what? What, I have to write it? I don't, oh, I don't know. You tell me. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, gun for hire on, like, Kelsey Grammer's new sitcom or what? I don't know. Just a guy that's good that everyone wants to work with. That, Kelsey Grammer? No. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know who's good. <laughs> Uh, fresh reference or 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 uh, start a movie that shoots out of this country for eight months I'm gonna be very honest with you um, and I'm about to reveal my values I would want to be cast in a show that I didn't make if it was good really like a modern family like a good show I wouldn't want to be on a bad show you think you could you think you could quiet your inner dialogue to not run this show (laughs) Because I don't think so. I think if it was bad, it would be a horrible experience. But if it was a good show where the people were better than me or good, I'd be like, great. Like, because then I'd be able to do stand up at night. Because being an actor on a multicam, you know, you've done it. The schedule is amazing. Being yeah. a writer or showrunner on a multicam is a tremendous amount of work and you can't do anything else. See, I would. Because uh, I kind of only want to do stand up now. Really? Yeah. I only want to do stand up too, the, but I feel like I, f- I have three things cooking. And I feel you, like, this is what Bert just did. He went, I have three things cooking. I did put four fingers What's, out. What? No, oh, I have four things. But, but I have three things for real cooking. Okay. That I, that I, that I, TV I wonder, projects? Yeah, that, yeah. And I wonder if I, I'm not like. Because you'd be a great multicam. I'm ultimately passionate solely about stand-up. Yeah. I do not know, and I'm shooting myself in the foot right now. I do not know if I could go for a month to Atlanta and shoot a movie where I'm 
a guy's brother-in-law who shows up and is like, huh, enjoy that fight. It depends on who's making it and how much marketing it's going to get. So to do some, like, you know, the, the most heartbreaking, making movies is devastating. It's like everyone thinks it's so glamorous. It's like you lose money. No one makes money in movies except the top, 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 top people, right? So you'll probably be making like SAG scale. You'll be making, you know, if you go to Georgia, they might relocate you, whatever. But you work... And then for you put your heart into it. If you're making it especially, I mean, I put eight months into a movie. I mean, every single day, maybe more than that. That's just the making of it. That's not the writing of it and stuff. And then it comes out and there's so much coming out. And every every time I have something come out, there's a shooting, which is not having anything to do with me. It's just the way our news cycle is now. So like you yeah. can't even really promote something like you hope there's not a crazy news story that's going to eclipse it um, or be devastating and depressing. So it's like, it comes out with kind of a, and then it's just turns into a little box on iTunes that people are like, I don't know, you know, like movies just aren't as rewarding. And I think as comics, like our thing is like, I want to say something and then know right away if people like it, having to wait two years to find out, to get a reaction is like just excruciating. It's really hard to make. I find it very hard to write something and then have it be funny on the screen. It's hard. And then you're relying on harder than than just telling a joke. Totally. And then you're in your head. It's really funny. And then an actor does it. And you're like, oh, that was really funny when I wrote it. Or or you write something that's not funny and they make it great, you know, which is like some people can do that. But I think movies in general are just like, I think just the hardest part now is promoting. I mean, all your listeners probably are annoyed by a number of people who have something coming out and spend six months promoting something that costs them five days to shoot. (laughs) It's It's like too much of this job is promoting. My whole career is promoting. That's all I fucking do. But you're doing stand-up, so you get. But if you're like promoting someone's movie, I don't know. It's like if it's not yours, it's just hard. Yeah, I don't know if I could go out. I don't know. I I I did one. I did. I was gonna say Burr doing the Heat was great. Yeah, remember Burr was in the Heat. By the way, the The Heat heat is a really great. It's such a great movie, and he's great in it. And it was a huge like those are parts that are worth doing. Yeah, you know Burr. That we just watched that movie the other day. Excellent. He's hilarious. By the way, the Zach Galifianakis movie had us laughing pretty hard too. There are. It's just about choosing the right ones. Like if you were gonna do a big studio movie that has Sandra Bullock in it, like fucking do that. Yeah. But if it's something that's like gonna rely on you to promote it for people to see it, that's when it gets a little bit like, oh, my followers are just gonna think I'm annoying. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I would like to do multicam. I think multicam is my, it's the my best. white whale. There's nothing better. I think the problem with multicam is actors started doing it instead of comics. Multicams are designed for comics. Yeah. You know, and then like that's what we live for is that audience response. And I, and it's I've I've been through it. Like when you cast people, you know, stage actors are really good at it, and comics are really good at it. But then you have a bunch of actors, all of a sudden, like Gina Davis. Is she in a multicam right no, now? No, no. I remember when she did a multicam. Really? Came, I want to say she came on my talk show at the time to promote it. This is also when she was into archery. I think. What? I think. And I remember her saying out loud, by the way, my memory is for shit. So if this didn't happen, I apologize. She was like, this is where the business is going. Movie stars are doing sitcoms now. And I remember schedule. this was 19. No, this was 2000 and probably 2000. And I was like, Really, and then at that moment, all movie stars started like doing Charlie stuff. Sheen yeah. and all that, and they because you get to work eight hours a week, basically. Yeah, it's the multicam, but you would be so good at multicam because you'll feed off the audience and you'll improvise, and it's like doing a stand-up show with. I'd love it. Just love hire it. other comics, you yeah. know, yeah, to be in the show with you. Um, you know that I would be down for. 
Yeah, I think I could do that. Yeah, I feel like I, now this is turning into like a like a business insider. We're on Barry Katz's podcast now. <laughs> By the way, I, I you know I talk so exclusively about stand up. I'm so I love shocked it. anyone listens to this podcast. I no, I I think th- this is I I can't believe it because I always feel like I'm being so boring on podcasts. But people come up to me and they're like, "I loved you on Bert's podcast. That was so interesting." Well, I, think, I think this hang is kind of like a. It is a hang, isn't it? It's that's very. What a, that's I'm not what a, a good interviewer. Is. Like I'm not. Like Leanne changed my interview skills. One day we're laying in bed. I was about to interview Adam Carolla. And she said, um, what are you going to talk to him about? And I said, I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there. She goes, no, you should probably have a few ideas See, this just in I... case it like goes, starts going south. I go, yeah. that's been happening a lot lately. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you got to think of like, like, what would you want to hear him talk about in an interview? I go, I want to know how much money he has. You goes, ask him. You ask, you asked me the interesting, most interesting question that I think I've heard someone ask it in this what was session. It? And then you blew right past it. What was it? You said, do you feel envy? Oh, yeah. And I was like, that is literally what I want to hear everybody talk about is if they're jealous of other people in their field, because that's the shit no one talks about. Yeah. And then you're like, do you feel envy? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, well, anyway, it's so it's so (laughs) you have the instinct to do it. I I just don't listen very well. (laughs) Well, you're the star of this show. No one wants to hear me talk. They're here for you. You have no idea how many people right now are by themselves on a train with headsets going yeah he won't let anyone else fucking talk like this i love the podcast i love bert i love hearing you on other podcasts bert but sometimes i want to hear the person you bring in the room i think it's so i am it's so hard for me to do podcasts because i always think i'm bombing like during the day and i will feel like shit for two hours after this go like that wasn't funny you should have told a funny story i like tear myself apart but i think it's taken me a long time to realize like you're the star of every one of these and i swear to god you people rogan you segura they don't tune in to hear what I have to say on your show. They turn, it's like what I'm bringing out in you that they haven't heard yet. No, I think, I don't think they want to, I don't, I don't think anyone thinks I'm a good interviewer. I think that they think I probably can carry on a pretty good conversation with someone and I can be funny. And then that person can be funny. And then we both share like a good, like hour and a half together and people go, Oh, that was good. I think that you're a good interviewer because you you're it's, there's like a impish, like, you just ask the thing you're actually curious about instead of going, so when did you start comedy? Which no one wants to fucking hear the answer to that question. It's uh, such a boring question. Everyone asks it. It makes me so unreal. Is it harder to be a woman in comedy? Get the fuck out of here. Like, you're just like, so how much money do you just like ask the first thing that comes to your head? Well, I don't, you know, like I remember hearing you tell us a lot of, a lot of my questions are based off of hearing you on past podcasts. I remember one of the things I think about probably an, an unhealthy amount is you used to ha- date a guy that you used to get dropped off around the corner from your car. I'll tell you, you who that is when we're done. You know, oh, I'll, you I know, know the person. Because you didn't, he didn't want, you didn't want him to see your car. Yeah, I was dating a guy that had less money than me. And I, I, it was right when I started making money and I realized it was like not, a. I don't know. Like people were like, you're intimidating to men. Like you need to make yourself smaller. Well, like you were, you were, 28 no i was probably 30 when the i 30 is a weird age to be a millionaire is it fuck yes oh i'll that's tell you wild. why i'll tell you why because it it often uh-huh. doesn't last full mc hammer oh the majority of 30 year old if you go through the business and you that's look at all the people point. that were millionaires at 30 a lot of them a lot not all of do them. you think they taper off because they're like oh i've made money and I think that their ego gets in front of them. Yep. They say what they think yep. as opposed to, you know, playing the game. They and, have people and kind of, around them who won't challenge them. Won't challenge them. 
You you got everything. You you know everything. You're the man. That's true. There there are very few David Spades in this business. Adam Sandler's like guys that have been famous since. That's you, a good drugs point. and alcohol. Ben Stiller. There's very very few of them because in order to be that person, so you got to be really interested in the work. Can I tell you when I started, there are some names of people that when I started were so successful, I never thought they would. I mean, literally. Th that's the guy to beat. That's the king. That's the fucking Escal white Escalade comes in the comedy store, goes up whenever they want. Now, I can't even tell you where they are. And I think it's drugs, alcohol. I think it's ego. Yep. I think it's it's this town. It's pussy. It's, it's yeah, so yeah, many yeah. different things that get in the way of it that when you see someone like you or like, uh, or like you know, I'll tell you what, Segura said something to me that was so brilliant one time. And I, and it it was it is based off this. We were talking about. Um, I said to him, if I could get like, if I can do this for like four more years, this ride on the merry-go-round of like of like success, I get four more years of this ride, and then I get bucked off. I'm cool, and I can actually make it to the end of my life with money. And Segura goes, four more years. I just had kids. I got to do this for twenty more years. <laughs> And I was like, oh, fuck. And then you think about all the people at 30 that just that blew up. 30 is a weird time. I was so broke at 30. The majority of 30-year-olds are penniless. That's what I love about it. you're You're our Rodney Dangerfield. I love that. I've, I love that that my little slice of success has shown up now where I, I, I go, it. where I go, dude, I'm, no one expects me to be cool. It, but it's also, what I love about it is it's like, it's the second you don't think you have nothing to lose that you get become the most interesting. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like I just, that is, I think when I, I mean, I could not have been more broke when I like wrote a TV show that people cared about, wrote those roast jokes that got me on the roast. Like that's when I think you're at your best and then you become solvent and a lot of your problems get solved. And then the struggle is stay interesting, even though you don't have a ton of conflict in your life. Oh, and I think, I think it, I think it's so much easier in your 40s as a man to be Bill Burr, you know, Rogan, all these guys that really blossomed but you in their also, 40s. But you also, that's about when we get interesting. I think so. You know? I think so. And then you look at, you know, some people that blow up Howard very young. Stern even, when he started. It's like, if he had been single in 20, that show wouldn't have worked. It's hard to hear a, a young man talk about life. Who cares? And, what do and, you have to, what do you know? Yeah, and you when you, I remember when Bill was like 44, he was just, this is like that's by the way that's like six years ago he was murdering on stage murdering. And I, I remember thinking if i could I, I just turned 40 i was like dude if i could be at 44 where he is i'd be so he had sold out i think he had sold out uh the dc improv <laughs> three months in advance he had sold all his tickets i was like dude get me there i was like i remember being like i was like give me and then I was like, and I was, I, I don't know. I, I still have a lot of, to learn, but you know, I think to come back to the envy point, I didn't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of envy. I, yeah. I, 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 my envy comes, I think mostly at like, you get to be at the party longer than me. I, like I look at Dalia and I go, God, he's so young. Like how cool would it be to just be young again? Like to be like him and his brother, are like young, they, you know, they like, no, I'm not He's saying I'm 40. old, but like, but like, but like 39, 40. Yeah. But like, it's like, he hasn't had kids yet. He has yeah. to experience that for the first time. Yeah. He hasn't, 
I mean, I don't, I don't know what it's- But I think that there's something awesome. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, Did I interrupt please. You? No, I say, I think there's something I, because I'm jealous of you because I'm like, oh, I wish I had had kids before all this. No, 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 no. See, that's okay. Right now, now, I'm at the bottom of my ice cream going like, <laughs> looking at you going, you haven't even gotten your spoon yet? And, and I'm just like- And I'm like, oh, fuck. You just ate all that ice cream? Like, it, It's it, so cool to look at, like, to look at Bill, Joe, Tom, all my friends that are have just had kids. And now Joe's are- Almost an age is mine, yeah. but and he's you know has an older one, but to, oh Joey, Joey's daughter starting third grade. That's I mean Joey is truly, I mean I am both proud and uh, annoyed that I am scared to follow him on stage. I mean I literally he is the only comedian in, like I mean that I've truly been like hey, do you want to go next? Like, I literally was like, dude, he was at the store a couple months ago and I was just like running new shit and the building was shaking. He is I started stretching. So I literally started stretching. I was like, oh God, okay. Like, I was sweating balls. He is- I had to reset the room. Out of this world. I went on, it was not going great. And I had to be like, okay, I miss Joey too. Like, we had to like talk through it. I and I had to Joey reset too. the room and I'd be like, you guys- he had just run like a half hour for Netflix. So he wasn't up there 15 minutes. He was up there a half hour. Like yeah. People were like post-coital, like delirious. And they were so bummed um, that he was gone that we I had- I tell a Joey Diaz story. And when I follow him, I go, I love Joey. It was my favorite Joey Diaz story. <laughs> you, and I'll tell a Joey I'm going to start story. doing a set just about Joey Diaz if I follow him because that's all it's anyone wants the, to talk about. I'm telling you. Did you I, know Joey back in the day? No, I didn't know so Joey Joey. I. I knew Joey when he was- like a, the guy he is today. Um, See, I never knew him back in the day. I'm just no. I every time I follow him, I tell I tell, I tell one of two stories. I one of my favorite Joey Diaz stories ever. This is one of my favorite Joey Diaz stories ever. My dad loves Joey Diaz. Joey yes. introduced my dad to marijuana. <laughs> Joey, everyone's heard this story. I don't give a fuck. It's my favorite Joey Diaz story. Joey Diaz. My dad texts me one morning. It's he's flying to L.A. My sister's about to give birth. He goes, I'm I'm on the flight with Joey D. And I go, what? And he goes, we're going to change seats and sit next, sit next to each other. I go, do not eat whatever he gives you, dad. <laughs> and he goes, I'm good. So I don't hear anything from my dad. Oh, fuck. I he, he lands in Delta on Delta. He's coming down that glass escalator in the new terminal they're in. They're in a new terminal. It's like a yeah, yeah. glassed-in escalator. And he's, my dad's shaking his head. He's got his little Toomey roller bag shaking his head. I go, what's the matter? And he goes, oh, fucking moron. I sat next to a goddamn moron. I go, you didn't switch seats? He goes, no. Some fucking idiot next to me wouldn't switch seats. So, and Joey's guy wouldn't switch seats, so we didn't say next to each other. I said, really? He goes, yeah, a fucking idiot, Bert. This guy was a fucking idiot. He played video games on his phone the whole time. Sat in first class, played video games. What kind of grown man who sits in first class doesn't pull out a newspaper or a magazine or a book or, or write down a thought? Just played Candy Crush the whole fucking flight. Joey Diaz is coming down the escalator laughing hysterically. I can hear him through the glass uh, like wall. Comes out the other side and I go, Joey, what's up? And he's like, dog, your dad sat next to John Cena. <laughs> John Cena comes down the escalator playing Candy Crush. Swear to God, I could not stop fucking laughing. Joey Diaz is dog. Your dad sat next to John Cena. I could not stop laughing. That is so good it's almost it almost sounds like it's not true i have so That's how many good it great is. joey diaz stories because you know he, there was a period of time right when they had mercy where he would just i think joe i'm speaking out of school and i don't like doing that for my friends but i, I think joey was at a loss of parenting yeah. and like him and i think he'd be I, the first to yeah and he would just he'd be like dog what are you doing i'd be like 
uh, me and the girls were in the front yard. We're, we're, gonna, we're out here just in the grass. He's like, I'll be over five. <laughs> and him and Terry and Mercy would come over and just sit in the front, front yard. The girls would play with Mercy. I mean, they love Mercy. Aww. And so, um, but yeah, Joey's Joey's the fucking greatest. Yeah, he's been so nice, so nice to me and so kind and has given me such fucking good advice. And I think people forget that like, even when you might have achieved some things, you still need advice, you know? And he's been one of the people that he'll just give it to me. And I'm so grateful because I feel scared asking. Um, well, I ask for advice. I ask you're for good advice. about that, huh? I have no problem asking for advice. But I but I, I have stopped asking for advice. I've stopped because I found that sometimes I was asking for advice in times of need when I just wanted someone to talk to. Oh, interesting. Like I didn't need, like I would go, hey, what do you think about this? And then I thought I'd hear them. And halfway through, I go, actually, I'm not going to do what they tell me. No, I just kind of needed a. I just wanted to have talk a beer to, with someone. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to have a talk. I, well, guys, it's so funny because I see with my fiance, like he'll meet a guy that like should be friends with. And then he's like, so how do I like how, how guys will come friends? I don't know. I just said this the other day on a podcast. There should be an app like Tinder where you can make friends. I know. You, I'm all your gonna, interests, I tried to make that. You know, I got I became friends with an older Jewish man, Marty. We played tennis every single day. Because we played tennis, we started becoming friends. How else would you? But then you can't. I, I mean, I found him being like, I mean, there. It was a guy that's dating someone I know, and him got along like fireworks. And he's like, I don't know. I don't feel like I can't text him. I'm like, I'll put you on a group chain. And he's like, Well, maybe I'll just like start going to the gym he goes to. And I'm like, This is like bizarre. You're overthinking. Yeah, this. it's just sort of like you got to go play tennis with this guy to hang out with Marty. You got Yeah, I started playing tennis with the, this guy Marty, and then I'd tell him something, and then. You know, throughout his day, something he'd come across. I mean, he'd text me, thought you'd like this, homo. And okay. Marty never said that, by the way. I'm just trying to make it colloquial and fun and loose. I don't want to put, I don't want anyone to know who Marty is and go, are you homophobic? <laughs> Although he's like a 70 year old man. I wouldn't be shocked to be. Anyway. I feel like I uh, might know this guy. I no, feel like he, I might have gold digged him when I first moved to LA. Oh, he was, he <laughs> no, fell on desperate times. No, he was, he was, but that's how you become friends. There should be an app. We put in all your interests and they're like, yo, you match up with these guys. Yeah, like you fish, you do this, you whatever. The problem is if you, you're famous, people are willing to become your friends and forgive you for things that you would never forgive a friend for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Have you lost any friends since you've been famous? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Such a bummer. And I'm not even that. I'm not even like famous, but like I get recognized a lot. I've I've had people try to be my well, friends. Well, here's the other friends. thing with you. It's like, it's like you're not, it's like... You're famous, but also the people that know you live for you. I am, a, like, I am a lifestyle brand in the <laughs> sense that if you are my friend, your lifestyle, the worth of your lifestyle increases because you start, because I want to party all the time. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're in my chain and you're yeah. like, and, and I like shit like going out to play golf or doing a triathlon yeah. or doing a tough mud or. But people know you. I mean, it's just like, there's this thing now where it's like people have either never heard of you or. They know what you had for breakfast. Like there's no in between. So it's That's like really interesting. If people see you in public, like if people see certain celebrities in public, they're like, oh, there's oh that God. guy. I, w I wish I had thought about that. That's a if great If people premise. see you, they're like, Jasper Crasher, holy fuck, <laughs> the machine, take your shirt off. It's like a whole thing, you know? The real estate agent today said to me as we walked in, he goes, uh, <laughs> I'm a bigger Segura fan, just so you know. <laughs> That's is my it? biggest pet peeve is when, because you're a comic, people feel the need to be mean to you. Like, because like, oh, they think thanks. it's funny. That's the story of my life. I see a rat. Is that okay? Uh, where? There's a rat. Yeah, like Going into the chicken coop? 
Oh, there's two climbing in the chicken coop. Yeah, they're going after the chicken food. Yeah, we can't stop them. They're kind of co- awesome. Uh, yeah, if you don't have a problem with rats. I don't. Bad. Rats are actually really smart. I uh, just didn't yeah. know if I should tell you. No. Our do, you cat see him, will... do you see him crawling? How cute. He's really cool, actually. I love, I'm a big fan. Rats are smart. I gotta get you out of here. You gotta I know, do Santino's podcast. This is podcast. getting ridiculous. I could talk to you forever. I know. Hopefully, hopefully uh, I'll get a sitcom and-, and Yes, we'll, please we'll cut out the you. boring parts. Please. Begging you. Just cut out that guy's name. <laughs> Stop. How do we know that we both know that person? Let's end the podcast and I'll watch. I thought you we were done. Oh fuck. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, Ladies shit. and gentlemen, watch her special. I love you. Force her to do a podcast. You I'm should do a try. podcast. I'm gonna try. Um, you're absolutely amazing. I'm glad. I love I'm you. glad that I. Would it be annoying if I had a podcast? I feel like it's no, like no. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink that. Just do it. Okay. Just do it. And by the way, don't promote it. Put it out. Let it suck for fucking such good advice. Thirty episodes. Thirty Let years. it just suck for thirty weeks and just do it. Don't promote it. Yeah. Don't promote it. Don't ask Rogan to be on it. Like, let us do it. We'll all do it. We'll have fun with it. If you want it to be by yourself, do it by yourself. I do want to text Rogan, hey, will you do my podcast? And just see what he says. Just oh, he'll say yes. He'll not, say yes. not a serious and it'll, question. But it'll blow your podcast up. The problem is you're never going to live up to that Rogan interview again because everyone loves Joe. Joe's so fascinating. Yeah. He's got so many things he can talk about. And and just do it and let it suck for like 30 episodes and and, and let, it, let it figure out let what it pe- is. And let people find it. Yeah, and, and let you you find it. Yeah, like that's You need to find good. it personally and artistically and yeah. see if you love it. Because if you do 30 episodes, you're like, you know, this isn't really, it's t- wasting my time. I'm not loving that's it. That's a good idea. Then you can walk away from it and no, no one's like, what the fuck? Yeah. But if you go out and you go sign a deal with a network and, no, s- no, and no. do a big splash, you go out and promote it. And then 10 episodes in, you're like, I don't even know what the fuck yeah, this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. my that's my two cents. I, that's really fucking good. Advice. I'm very glad that I went to a football game with Tony Hernandez and Lily, his wife, and that we decided to put a picture of you and your horse on I the jumbotron. Forgot about that at the game, and I'm glad that. And I'm glad I reached out to Rogan, going, "I feel like." Like birds bullying me. I thought you were and, like yeah. making and fun of no, my face or Joe, something. Joe was like. Joe called me. He's like, dude, you're not fucking with Whitney, are you? And I was like, no, I love her. And he was like, okay, okay. That's what I thought. I'm sorry. You need to reach I out to her. No, but I'm glad that happened because I've had you in my life these last three years because of that. And I'm really happy. Because I think I was like, so like all I've ever wanted, and we have to wrap this up. Everyone's like, God, oh, Jesus already. I, I, all I've ever wanted was to just like have the comic. Like, I just love comics. And when yeah. I think a comic doesn't like me, I'm like, what the fuck did I do wrong? Like, I'm sorry. My face looks like this. I feel bad. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm forcing you to make fun of me because this is my shiny ass face. Like, <laughs> and I think I was just like so paranoid because so many people had like come for me and I didn't know why. And then I was like, oh no, I thought Bert and I were like, no, no, good. No, so I was just scared. It, I'm glad that that. I'm glad that that awkward moment happened because I have been a lot closer with you than a lot of comics. I've texted with you. We've gone back and forth on Instagram talking about photos. I feel like I text you a lot and sometimes I'm like, I'm texting him too much. You never can text me too much. You can never text me. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll read your text to the table. Like we'll be, I'll be with, with Lana and the girls and I'll read the text. I'll go, is that the pig lady? I go, yes, the pig lady. When are we going to touch that pig? I love that when I thought you were calling me horse face, I didn't like it, but your daughter calls me pig lady. And yeah, the pig fun. lady. <laughs> you mean the pig lady got blackmailed? I go, yeah. Pig lady got blackmailed. Can I get blackmailed? You take. No. You ever take a picture of your breast? No. Crop your no. head No. Why would you do that? I was like, keep that in your fucking head. Crop your head out. Crop your do head Do the out. damn thing. Do the crop. Hey. I'm going to go hang out with these rats. Look how cool. Let's go see them. All right. Thank you for doing this. All right. I love you. I love you too.
this episode was brought to you by The Machine.